Is it just possible that Dyak... Oh, God, it is. I found Dyak. All right, who is it? What the f*** is going on down there? Welcome, everyone, to part three of this week's special daily release trilogy of WTF at TFW to celebrate our eighth anniversary of podcasting. Uh, joining me is Aaron. Is this number eight now? Uh, yes, I did the math. Uh, that, number eight, the eighth year, would be eight times 52, which would be 416. And as this is 418, this is the third part of the trilogy of releases that would have started with episode 416, which was the TFCon episode. Oh. Would have made more sense to probably mention that at the TFCon episode. Uh, that was part of the surprise. Oh, okay. This has all been carefully planned. That's why we waited so long to release everything. Yeah. Uh, also joining us today is TJ Omega. I'm more or less surprised we remember to celebrate an anniversary. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if someone was going to be a smartass, they might say, hey, did you think of that idea while you were going down to check your mail 40 minutes before this recording? Uh, that would make you wrong and a liar. Uh, we've been planning this the whole time. So I uh, hope you enjoy this celebratory uh, triple podcast release week uh, here on WTF at TFW. Um, we have a lot of events this week that we've been covering, and we've got another one to cover this week. But before we do, let's dial back to San Diego Comic-Con. Because Hasbro Pulse have been heroes, and they posted the Titans Return storybook that I almost I almost tried to get someone to get for me from San Diego Comic-Con. Because I read through scans of it, and it looked really fun. Um, they actually posted the whole thing online, as a, I think, as a PDF. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So that's great, because, yeah, now you don't have to get someone to buy it for you. I still, if I see a physical copy for, like, five bucks somewhere down the road, I might pick it up. Because uh, I really like this idea. Uh, with that, I will say, obviously, this is not meant to be the comic book version of Titan's Return. This is just the pseudo-fiction for the toys. But there's some really fun stuff in here, and some really great art. Uh, and I quite enjoyed it. Um, Aaron, did you get a look at this thing? I did. It's very much like a pack-in comic style thing. Yeah, like a really big one. Yeah, where it's just like the whole, with it's one scene things and then it's a splash page of like who's on this and why is Braun the best guy ever and whatever. Yeah, and it also gives a great toy reason for why the Titan Masters exist and why they're called Titan Masters and why mm -hmm. you would ever swap them around. Uh, it's all very super simple. Like, I obviously a lot of this probably won't be in the comic books. But maybe this is going to be the basis for whatever they do if they do a Titans Return cartoon next year. Yeah. I, this is very much like the toy fiction that is the same level of stuff that you get on, uh, like, card backs. Yeah. But expanded enough to, to get something out of it, I think. Yeah. Like, something more out of it. Like, it's really cool for them to explain, like, who Hyperfire is, because that character has literally never existed before. And so mm -hmm. they, they give you a little blurb. It's not much, but it's cute, I think. Um, and, of course, like, the, you know, the interior artwork was also uh, just really cool stuff. Uh, TJ, did you take a look at this? Um, unfortunately, no. I've been in mad scramble mode ever since coming back from Tampa. I didn't even know this thing was up. That's all right. Just click, click the PDF and just have a flip through uh, whilst we're talking. Cause okay. There's not a, it's just 12 pages. 
Um, there's not like a ton of stuff in here. Uh, I think it's it's 12 pages PDF, uh, probably 24 pages because I think these each one of these pages is folded in half um, in the actual printed yeah. version. Uh, the cool thing about this is they actually go as far as Wave 2. So we get information on Wolfwire and, and uh, Monkzo, Al Alpha Trion, and uh, Astrotrain. And uh, I, I kind of like how much coverage Astrotrain got in here because, again, his Titan Master Dark Moon has never existed. So they, they mention stuff about him, like Dark Moon lets him cloak, uh, which is kind of cool. A lot of these things are, are neat ideas as, like, power-ups to existing characters, I think. Um, Autobot Sovereign having, like, any kind of biography uh, like that, that may well not appear in the comics, but it's, it's cool for toy wise, like knowing like, Hey, this little Titan master is like part primus. So that's cool. Um, also they, like they, the, the artwork in here and the stories in here, like they're super simple, but I like how they're touching on all the keystones, like the, the scene with blaster and skull smasher. And he's like, he's got the, mm -hmm. the wrong head plugging in. He also keeps calling him rot gut. And I don't think that's anybody's name in the toys. Because, uh, yeah, even in the biographies here, they're calling uh, they're calling the guy Rot Gut, and I believe that's terrible. Um, yeah, it is. So I think it, maybe at one point they were going to try to call him Rot Gut. And, uh, I mean, it's great that they got a name that was closer to Horrible, but I've also been a big fan of the name Rot Gut ever since that, uh, that blot repaint got that name back in uh, Beast Hunters. So maybe Rot oh, yeah. Gut will return somewhere down the road. Um, also... Grax's head mode in this artwork looks really different from how I remember the toy looking. Like, Grax looks a lot rounder. But maybe I'm just misremembering what Skull Smasher looked like. No, no, it's not. That's really off. Okay, yeah. There's... Well, in, in general, a headmaster never had a round head. Yeah, and so when I saw Grax, I was actually excited for a second because I thought, oh, does that mean we're going to get, like, new shapes? And then I remembered I played with that literal toy at TFCon. <laughs> yeah, so, you, yeah, that was my toy. I think it's, like, the front of his face is rounder. Yeah. But the arms and legs square out the back part of it. And then what's weird is I'm flipping the page over to page 9, and actually on the on the bottom right underneath Robot Mode Fort Max, he, he has his normal head again. So, yeah, clearly this was just something made throughout development mm -hmm. uh and you know i'm not gonna hold that against it because at the end of the day this is like you said it's like packing comics there's a certain level of uh the amount of care they've already shown i think is is laudable enough uh, right it, it's very much the whole hey there's a story here for a kid that grabs this thing not necessarily that you know goes and watches the comic book or whatever so that he can make his own story out of this thing and yet there's there's some really cool comic references in here like they said that uh this version of chrome dome gains the power of nemo surgery because of stylor connecting to him as a titan master and so that i thought that was a neat like kind of closing of the loop mm -hmm. it's like we're gonna make nemo surgery just an integral part of of the general chrome dome mass um and, they, and this also reminded me that Soundwave's headmaster is going to be called Sound Blaster, which I had forgotten up until I read this thing a couple, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a really cool thing. It's worth checking out. The The only part that I found kind of confusing was actually the, the penultimate page on the PDF where they have that star chart just showing where people are. Because um, it's, it's based on the tech spec thing. And it actually makes it more confusing than a simple graph. Um, 
a little help for you if you look at the bottom left corner of that graph looking thing. Yep. This is for entertainment purposes only. I'm not entertained. Because, like, <laughs> Hyperfire is supposed to be the fastest one, but he's towards the middle of the weird speed arc thing. So I don't know if that means, like, is the center of the chart highest? Oh, you know, okay, maybe that... It's just a circular four-quadrant chart seems like the least clear way to represent this. Right. What you'd need, since you have four different things for four different axes, would be some sort of, like, hypercube thing so that you can see four dimensions at once. Yeah, or if it was, like, opposing things that are mutually exclusive. Like, if you're really fast, you can't be really strong. But, yeah, I don't know. The circular thing just looks cool at a glance but if you try reading it some I find graphics guy threw it together felt really proud and it's now like did you like my graph because it's like what <laughs> Look, if you sovereign you, if you sovereign nightbeat and fracas are just on a line yeah like what, <laughs> what does that mean like, look it's if a, you want if a, you understand how cloaking works in the transformers world it really is related to speed oh i didn't even look at that part that's funny and intelligence <laughs> is related to super intelligence and healing. Well, at least the super intelligence guy is near the middle of the graph. Because that's that's proving the hyperfire thing as well. And Clobber is near the middle of strength. And Emissary, Emissary has su- fire super blasts. Super fire blast. Yeah, I... <laughs> and there's Rock Gut again. Oh, man, I really hope they do a Rock Gut now. Like, but like green, like the, the Beast Hunters version. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I, I, I just like the really base stuff in here. Like at the very back, you got Optimus Prime doing an Autobots like speech and, uh, you know, the implication that Galvatron is the leader of the Decepticons and they're, they're out getting themselves Titan masters. Uh, cause like a, none of that really fits in with the comics anymore. And B, mm-hmm. there's going to be an Optimus and a Megatron toy in Voyager form down the road that like, I don't even understand what they mean in regards to this. Uh, but I don't have to care. Um, oh, there was a tidbit that I had missed. This I think this went back to BotCon because when I when I read this, I was getting really curious about Clobber again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe at BotCon it was clarified Clobber is actually literally Grimlock. Yeah, but they didn't want to. So I, I had missed that. I just thought he was like a Grimlock-looking headmaster. Uh, but I, I had missed the part no, where that head just looks exactly like Grimlock's head. So that might be someone else. Yeah, I can see how you. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was going to be like, you know, how Nucleon turns into Galvatron's head, but isn't Galvatron, right? Like, I was like, oh, does that guy just turn into Grimlock's head because he's his destined partner? Or even, like, you know, in the upcoming stuff we're going to talk about with, with Patero, right? That's not actually Swoop. Uh, oh, you know what, though? They never, they can't use the Swoop name, so that, that has right. a, a reason. Because, I mean, the, the given reason, theory reason for Grimlock that I read was because there's another Grimlock in fiction with a cartoon right now. They don't want to confuse things. But uh, I could see that if they're trying to turn the big green thing into Grimlock and forget about that silver and gold guy. Yeah, who cares about him anyway? He's, how, much, how much legacy does that guy have? Well, you, you push the product you have right now rather than what might happen. You're what might happen. This this argument also ignores the fact that there's a Bumblebee coming out in Titan's Return. Oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah, but Bumblebee's also yellow in in everything. We haven't seen Bumblebee's uh, 
We haven't seen Bumblebee's bio either. We don't know how much he's going to relate to to anything. And maybe he's not real like in the comic book and he's just a figment of Starscream's imagination. That's what I, that's <laughs> what I, that's what I was alluding to with the bio thing. That would be kind of cool, actually, if they just say, Bumblebee is sometimes seen, but no one knows if he's real. And they just act like that's the character the whole time. He's his mysterious vision. Um, TJ, uh, with, a, with, a, with a book like this, do you get tempted to try to track down a physical copy of something like this? Um... I'm not. I'm not sure. So much a physical copy. I think. I, I think uh, modern comics has just spoiled me to how much easier it is to do digital. Ah, uh, so you're you're good with the PDF. Yeah, I, I think so. Like, I I think there'd be a little bit more like bulk to it because I do like having the old school bios and tech specs going on. But if it had a little bit more of the story to it, I would. Or uh, maybe, or maybe just like a better art gallery. Like you know, if there were a few we, more. Yeah, we guess, like we got good action shots of some of the things, but like I I I don't know, just like a little a little bit more with the art or a little bit more of the story, one or the other, probably probably let me uh, feel better about getting a physical version. If they oh, went yeah. if they went complete with the box art, because I mean there's a lot of box art in there, but imagine if like at the back it's just like all right, all the box art we haven't used. Here's just a big splash page of it. Like that would be a nice topper, I think. Yeah, that's a thing that kind of came up in a Twitter discussion of I would love to get um, just uh, art gallery of all of the various artwork that we've gotten on stuff because I just I just put the Fortress Maximus box in a recycle. Yeah, no, I did that, that with uh, with Victorion well, was, and and G2, that was difficult. Uh, G2 Bruticus and it, it sucks because the Marcello Matir uh, Studio Volta artwork that are those box covers are, are gorgeous. Yeah, they're um, they're beautiful, and it's like okay, but this thing is huge and huge. I I got to get rid of it, but man, I don't want to. Okay, Aaron, here's the way I thought about it because I was kind of a little broken up about throwing out the the Victorian one because I really like that art. Um, mm-hmm. You know, poster aside, the poster's tiny compared to that box art. The front of that box is covered in ad blurb, and I'm like, yeah. end of the day. I don't. I don't want the one covered in ad blurb. I want to. I want to get rid of this to, in good faith, that somewhere down the road I will be able to get a really nice print of this or something, or a nice art book. That's what I really want. Is a coffee table book of yeah. uh, combiner box art. But I've yelled about that before. Um, hopefully, that's something that can still happen someday. Uh, anyway, while we're talking about San Diego, I also wanted to open it up. Like, uh, was there anything from the San Diego reveals you guys really wanted to, to touch on, um, before we move on to Cybertron Con? Like, it's really banging here, like, this back-to-back-to-back stuff <laughs> at the end of the summer. Um, but, uh, like, me yeah, and Seth I'm, talked I'm to... I'm trying to parse between the two of them what was one and what was the other. Yeah, I mixed that up already. Like, I was looking for the, uh, a picture of the Megatron Headmaster on the Cybertron Con official image dump, and I forgot that that official image dump happened a week ago. <laughs> Elsewhere. Uh, Lyo Kaiser looks a whole lot better than I think I'd even imagined. Yeah, I was really impressed by all the new heads on him. Uh, um, I also yeah. really, really liked the, the new names on a couple of those guys, given <laughs> how many of those guys didn't have new names. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Also, like, how 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 fun is it that you know, to come up with a team name for them, they're like these are the Decepticon elites known as the Destrons. Like that's yeah. that's cool. Uh, I scrolled up actually in our in our podcast thread because I have a, a, a collected set of SDCC toy news links 
uh, just to refresh my memory. Um, and then uh, Gnaw. Yeah. His legs I are kind of so many of them. His legs are kind of fat upon like second glance. Like, it's yeah. thematic. However, have you seen yeah, Gnaw? I have. He's a pudgy also, guy. Also, the thing though is. He is traditionally the one that oh all the, every third party seems like they've taken a kind of swing at that, and it's another one of those that's like Hasbro's finally going well okay how about this? Yeah, I mean theirs is and the then, affordable one, and then many palms went to faces. Yeah, I uh, I, I just really I really like with Gnaw. I like I like the the shape of his alt mode because as much as like his legs are kind of because his legs for for a Gnaw those are still some pretty pretty chunk lower legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who keeps their gnaws in robot mode? Bad people. That's who. Um, I'm also finally taking a look at Doomshot, uh, Megatron's headmaster, and I have no idea who that is, or who that's supposed to be. He looks like he's got a Megatron helmet on, but that's about it for my uh, input. Um, TJ, was there anything San Diego wise that really caught your eye? I'm still trying to get back to the photos. Yeah, there's, like I said, how much stuff dumped in the last couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty. Um, oh, yeah, Aaron, uh, so with Lyokaiser, as uh, as much as he's impressing you, do you feel like you might go for him? I think I will. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, those are a whole lot of colors that aren't on any other Combiner Wars figures. Yeah. Except for maybe the baby blue of Dazarus. That's kind of in hot spot. Oh yeah, I suppose so. It's a, it's but, got a little more green to it, I think. Yeah. But I'm I'm very impressed with with it. Um unfortunately the the when you know we know that these are the demo products, so they're all hand painted. You can see that kind of clearly a couple places. Yeah. <laughs> but well, Iron uh, Bison's ears are like falling off on their demo version. <laughs> Uh, what? Oh, yeah. But uh, the like provided images, you can see just the thick layer of like acrylic paint that they put down. Yep. Uh, but they all look. I mean, if it keeps that theme, uh, it looks really good. Um, and if this is another one of the like hundred-ish dollar sets, uh, it'll be grabbed by me. It's a platinum, apparently. Um, and I. I want to say I caught that for America, it's going to be an Entertainment Earth exclusive. Okay. Uh, don't hold me to that till I click around a bit more. But it, it's still it's still in that range. It's not going to end up being. Oh yeah, it's like like my Grand Galvatron purchase. So I just got to get that. No, no, he's he's going to be cheaper than that. I think. Uh, my the only real bummer I have with that Lyo Kaiser is that he's gone back to hand foot guns. Uh, it helps for like the one hand where they <clears throat> they assemble the guns on it, so it's kind of like a gun hand. Mm-hmm. But um, after Victorion and Computron, I'm really bummed out that there's not going to be like nice, larger, dedicated foot parts. Have they actually said that, or is that just what we've seen? I mean, the, all the, the the actual box photos show hand foot guns, and they yeah. it looks like they are oh, designing yeah. him to use a hand foot gun for that right hand where they put the two guns. Yeah. So I think that's he's locked in for that, and I I think that's really the biggest shame about him. Um, that and the, I guess the, uh, this is going back to when we first saw like that tiny picture of him. The Jaruga colors 
are kind of spread across the entire torso where I really would have loved to see them focused on the lower half just to, yeah. to get that illusion across a bit more. Mm -hmm. That um, might have taken a ton of paint in order to get that to happen, though. It would have. I, I fully accept that. Like, that that's something that would get cut for cost. But, man, that would have been a real cool illusion. Um, also, he comes with an arms micron. That's kind of cute. It doesn't resemble... Gotta figure out how to have six figures. Doesn't resemble anything that I can think <laughs> of. Like, I tried to stretch it to, like, relate to his multi-part nunchuck staff with those two Skylings weapons, but that's, like, stretching so hard my hips actually dislocated and I had to take a few hours just to sit back down. Um, DJ, uh, you're you're a victory fellow with a, with a couple star sabers. Do you feel anything <laughs> for this Lyokaiser? I kind of do. I do like that the individual figures did have the extra work put into them. Where was that for Computron? But hey, uh, I think at this point they knew, like, we, at that point, it's like so far out from Combiner Wars. They had to do something. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, sadly, I think it was confirmed at, at one of these shows that Lyo Kaiser is the last Combiner gift set they're doing for now. Yeah, that does not surprise me in the least. Yeah, me and the G2 Defensor group are we we have all done our uh our semicolon underscore semicolon about that. No, but I do like the extra work that went into getting them to match up better. Um I do like the combined look. The combined look does a good enough job of getting away with the actual look of Lyo Kaiser. Yeah, and and the Jarro goodness, like the fact that they kind of made the the helmet part the a jaguar head. It's like they kind of they, they kind of stretched the Jaruga content up the middle. Yeah. Um, all the black and red is in there, too. Um, so, you know, like way, way back, I think I said this, like this is Combiner Wars Lyokaiser, not G1 Lyokaiser. So he's going to have his differences and it, it's, it all seems OK. Uh, I just I would have liked to see that illusion with with the legs. Mm hmm. Um. And maybe we can come up with some really cool fiction for what's his name? Ion Scythe. Uh, the new member of the, the Destrons, not the Breast Force. Uh, oh, by the way, what do you guys think of the new the new names? Uh, I, I I think Felbat is probably my favorite new name of the year. Felbat is hilarious. Because it's, it's great. Uh, phonetically, F is under the H column in the Japanese alphabet. So there's there's all kinds of layers to his name. Also, it's just like, yeah, it's not Hellbat, it's Felbat. The only thing that could have been better is if they pulled a Playmates and called him Shellbat, I think. Uh, and I think Iron Bison is a more badass name than Kill Bison. But I might, is. I might be biased by Super Sentai experiences. No, no, no. I, I will actually go with that. Yeah. Because, in a sense, Kill Bison doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, it's it's a, he's a bison who kills. Iron Bison doesn't need to tell you he kills. It's obvious because he's made of iron. That's the way I took it. Sure. Um, and, and hey, they, they actually got Guyhawk. I didn't think they were going to get Guyhawk. Just because that's... They, I assume they'd have to spend the money to secure the name, and that's a name that doesn't really work anywhere. So, you know, I say that. Maybe we're going to get a, a, a whole bunch of Guyhawk name re, re, uh, reuse down the road. I really didn't expect them to get Guy Hawk's name. It's so specific. Uh, any other San Diego stuff you guys want to talk about whilst we're there? I think that covers me mostly. You've got me trying to identify that Megatron head now. Right? 
Because <laughs> he's wearing a little Megatron helmet. That's the thing that I think really screws me up. He's got the Megatron helmet, but he's got a visor, and he's got this, like, faux cockpit thing on his chest. I Right? Like, he looks mm-hmm. like he's another design that they put a Megatron helmet onto. And I swear that in the last two weeks, I read somewhere that someone identified what that chest is from, but now I can't remember it. Yeah, back to uh, playing detective. I like that Megatron in general. Yeah. Like, he's going to make a great Blitzwing someday. But for now, like, he actually does work pretty well as a Megatron. Well, it, mm-hmm. it's that chest sculpt. Like, that chest sculpt, which I assume will not be there on Blitzwing, is, like, a, a huge part of what makes that work. Because um, anything that could have gone wrong, like, if you get the big, you know, upper pectoral plate with that particular set of abs that Megatron tends to have, it, like, instantly identifies the character. Um. Oh! Yeah, how, how do you guys like the stickers on his chest? Yeah. Right? The the image that I saw with him applied didn't look so great. I don't think there's any way that that looks great. Because those stickers are on chromy silver paper. Yeah, that's that's yeah. gotta be that's gotta be tampoed, I think. They've done such a good job with everything else making the stickers tampos. I just let him be a Decepticon for the toys because he's a Decepticon and Maybe throw in an Autobot sticker sheet if you want to Autobot the like five places where he has a Decepticon logo. That that was applicable la- like last year. This guy this guy doesn't look anything like he does in the comics, does he? Right. Like he, no. I, I don't I don't think there's a point now on on this Voyager one. Like just let it go. You I'm know? just saying just just if they have to have some like continuity and somebody glasses pushing. Well, actually. Then you can just be like, "Look here, we threw into look. If you want to put Autobot stickers on an Autobot that you got, there you go. You got some, you got like six stickers in there. Go for it. Cool. Good job. Yeah, like just print the Decepticon logo and have an Autobot sigil you can put over top of it. Because mm-hmm. like on the Combiner Wars one, up until I I got a better look at the head sculpt. Like even then, I think it's fine. Like that that was the one that was the timing for it. That was where it made the most sense. Uh, if that's in any way the motivation on this one like it's it's just i think really misguided maybe it's also a case where it's it's that saved them some money so they could do paint apps elsewhere like i i i'm really impressed by how much paint he's got on that red ab section like maybe that was necessary to make that a a reality i don't know i'm hypothesizing um but he looks really fun also i i'm gonna say that maybe we should all for now roll with the idea that the thing we all thought was Overlord at BotCon, the silhouettes, maybe that was just this. That could be. Like, I, I feel like we're all going to be happier by maybe the end of the year. Maybe this will also be Overlord. Maybe. Hey, you know, that'd be cool. Because what's Overlord turn into? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't put it past him, honestly. Like a tank thing and a jet thing? Yeah, I mean, if they do an Overlord triple changer, that, I think that totally works. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be flywheels too. Just going hey, to be everyone who's a jet hand attack. If hey, listen, they already released flywheel's head. Okay, like I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that in general, maybe we should all gird our loins that this triple changer design is the thing we saw the silhouette of at Bot. I had completely forgotten about that silhouette. Well, people, I saw some people saying, "Oh, it's weird how they still haven't talked about Overlord," and I'm like, I, "Maybe they don't have one to talk about." <laughs> Like, I'm not going to be mad if there is. I don't want to, like, die on a hill over this. I'm just saying, like, you know, maybe maybe set yourself up for a happy surprise rather than a, a disappointment, is what I would say. 
Um, moving on from there, shall we go on to this week's new huge pile of toy reveals? Sure. We've got Cybertron Con over in uh, in Asia, uh, where we got more reveals. Um, and uh, I joked about this on Twitter. It turns out it was right. Uh, there apparently were at least at least one person out there. There were at least one person out there uh, who was angry that these images on the internet of a projector were of a projector in Asia rather than America. Um, end of the day, you were looking at them on the internet. I don't think that matters. It yeah. really doesn't matter. There's no pride to be had in that. You can uh, tell by the scan lines that it was in a foreign country. Or by the giant Cybertron con with Chinese characters under it on the pedestal in front of all the projector photos. Look, uh, I wasn't going to be the racist one. Well, I was. <laughs> anyway, we've now started delving into that huge leak that happened a few months ago, and I'm very happy for it. And Aaron, you mentioned this earlier. The the leaked from Cybertron thing is very much now feeling like a way of owning it, almost. Uh, yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. But we've got to look at, in the physical, uh, and officially, Deluxe Headmaster Hot Rod, uh, who looks way better in person than in those design sheets, because uh, I guess from other angles, those shoulders don't look quite as uh, towering. Um, they're still pretty big shoulders, but I think that he wears them pretty well. Uh, I'm kind of jazzed to mess with that figure. He looks like a lot of fun. Um, he's, he's got a headmaster, which means... I, I've seen this post on Twitter, and I kind of agree. The gray bits of the headmaster's fists uh, above and behind his head kind of make it look like he has cat ears. And he kind of does. Like, now that I can't okay. unsee it, I have to make everyone else see it as well. Um... But he, he looks like a cool toy. Uh, I don't know. Aaron, how do you feel about this hot rod? Um, I refuse to see cat ears. They're right there. Great but, cat yeah, ears. I don't, don't know. I don't see what you're talking about. Um, I do like the fact it looks like his two pistols come together to make the thing that the uh, Titan Master rides in. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Where he's got two, two weird gaps, so... Um, I, I definitely am liking the hey, you know, dude can ride in weapon. You were all about you were all about some of those uh, those weapon sleds back at TFCon. Yeah, it's it's a neat way to be able to like, you know, hey, you've got this tail part that comes off. What are you going to do with it? I don't know. You can kind of make it a gun thing, or you can have a dude riding in it. Flip it upside down, yeah. and the little wheel flips out. Yeah, hard heads. I love hard heads. Just the idea that like I've got this massive cannon on my shoulder, but I need someone else to aim it for me. <laughs> yeah, and it, I mean it's also like I love how much accountability there is for the solo uh, Titan Master releases. Like they aren't just mm -hmm. confined to their dumb little personal vehicle if it ends up being a dumb one. Uh, they right. they've got stuff to do with everybody else. Uh, TJ, how are you feeling about this hot rod? Who is actually called Hot Rod? It's nice to hear that name again. Mm -hmm. um, I do like the way he looks. Um, I'm still kind of iffy on how like big his upper arms are. Yeah. Because there's part of me that's just like, I want to see the fin. And the fin is completely obscured. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice that. It, it's back there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere his most prominent feature is there, just uh, not prominent. You know, if enough people complain, I bet a third party might make a fin that has a joint in the middle so it can, like, peek up some more. 
Let me do do like they did for uh, the protector armor. It's just like snap on bigger fin. Oh, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I do like the look of the toy. It looks like it has a lot. It's it's nice just to see a new hot rod in general. Yeah. Because we we. <laughs> I'm sick. Like, and I, I still like the classics hot rod. Rodimus, sorry. Yeah. But it, oh my god, that toy, that that mold has been so abused at this point. Love that I've had for that toy has like been beaten out of me by the number of times I've seen it come back. I, I don't hate that toy, but I don't like it as much as I used to. <laughs> and I, oh, man, now I it's tried. <laughs> It's seven percent more accurate to the original. Yeah. Oh man. Well, at least we've got the Titan. Uh, sorry, not Titan Master. We've got the Titanium Rodimus coming back this year too. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, it, yeah. That's a great one to come back. That's a great one to release alongside this new one, who looks better than it in just about every way. Uh, oh, and I I double checked just before we get called for it. The silhouette that was at Bacon looks nothing like that Megatron we're looking at. Oh. Okay, yeah, I mean, I'm happy that it doesn't, because... Yeah, the silhouette's a Blackbird jet. Oh, okay. Hey, alright. There's still hope. Not, I don't don't have too much hope, but there's still hope. Uh, aside from Hot Rod, uh, we also got a look at... I want to draw this out a little bit before we get to the big guy. Um, where is he? Oh yeah, he was up here at the front. We got to... Okay, they're completing another trilogy. Frigging Legends Kickback. This is actually how I got tipped off that they were showing any stuff on a projector was someone on Twitter said, hey, they're doing a kickback, and I didn't believe them. I was like, that's funny. Who told you that? Uh, they actually are doing a Legends kickback. They are finishing that trilogy. I kind of wish that Scrapnel and Bombshell were in this case with them so I could see what they look like with them. Because uh-huh. my one big worry is that Bombshell and Scrapnel already look a little weird next to each other. Uh... And I wonder if Kickback is going to just look even weirder next to them. Who knows? Um, as a standalone toy, that Kickback looks darn solid. Uh, I, I, I think that uh, the wings kind of sticking off his his uh, shoulders, it's maybe a little bit wide. I kind of hope that there's going to be a way to, to close those up a bit against his back. But I don't see anything about him that makes me mad. I don't see anything about him that actually blows my mind, but... Uh, he looks like he will satisfy what I want, which is to frigging have the three Insecticons as Legends toys. Um, and I, I wonder if they are going to have, because it looks like it's in the right place, like uh, the, the Diaclone cockpit. I, I wonder if that'll actually open up so you can put a Titan Master That's in there. what I can't tell, because these are, of course, the CGI renders. I can't tell if there's a hinge at the bottom. Uh, yeah, because it, it looks it, like, it looks there like might it, be. And that there's like a thumb tab thing on the side opposite his Decepticon emblem. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got that piece of plastic that looks like it sits up just far enough to get a fingernail underneath. The the one shot I have, I'm looking at of him in the case in both modes. Like I think there's a hinge down on his crotch because there the yellow plastic, the clearly yellow plastic extends down there in a certain way that that looks mm. hingy. Oh yeah, to me. I do see that now. So uh, I kind of hoping, um, but I'm also hoping that 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 does not make him look like much larger than the other two in a weird way. Uh, so we'll see when he comes out. Even if he looks kind of weird, like Bombshell and Scrapnel, like I said, they already look a little weird next to each other. So it's not like he's going to throw off a two for two. Um, but I, I'm, I'm digging him. TJ, how do you feel about uh, Kickback? 
Uh, I am enjoying him a lot. I'm thrilled to see that they're finally completing it. Because I think they said a while back that we're not leaving the sets, like, they're not leaving, like, the groups incomplete anymore. Yeah, like, they've wanted to do this for a while, it seems. Yeah. Like, I do like that commitment. It's like, okay, if we make a Seeker in one size and color, we're going to do the other three. Or, you know, in this case, yeah, it took a while. Took Mm. a few different toy lines to do it, but getting all three of the Insecticons at uh, Legend size, so... I want to say it took, uh, if this guy does not come out this year, um, if he doesn't actually hit shelves till next year, it will have been four years to get the Insecticons done. Because I think Scrapnel came out in 2013. Yeah, Scrapnel is back there. So uh, that, I think that'll be a great anecdote at the end. It's like, don't worry, it only took us four years to do the Insecticons. Here come (laughs) the monster bots. (laughs) Um, Aaron, how do you feel about Kickback? I dig him. Let's All right. Back. I'm t- <laughs> How do you feel about the one shot of him in his... He's packaged in robot mode, Aaron. Okay. All right. <laughs> Scandal. Uh, okay, I can't really delay this anymore. Let's get to six shot. Uh, leader six shot. Right after... Uh, yesterday's episode's discussion with me and Seth talking all about that tiny image of six shot on the back of a box and how, hey, hopefully he has all six modes. Guess what? He has six modes. Uh, yep. He's a leader toy. He's uh does not in any way seem to be sacrificing a single thing for remolding. He f- just he looks like six shot. I saw it described that he looks like the G1 toy with elbows and knees. When you do that to six shot, I think that's only a good thing. Um, if you want a more stylized six shot, we've had one for ages in the unofficial market. Um, this guy I'm assuming is going to be, uh, real simple and chunky to transform. His wolf mode, uh, seems to be more posable in just the right way that I would hope for. Um, the only problem is in the display, it seems whoever put his helmet on didn't, they put it on too tight. So it's actually over his eyes. Uh, and I keep wanting to reach in there and just nudge it up a little bit. Um, he also has a brand new mode, uh, his submarine mode, uh, which, okay, I think they actually confirmed this in a Q&A. They, if I remember right, paraphrasing, they not literally said that in order to have his gun mode be able to be sold in America, they had to flip it upside down and call it a submarine. That's what legal said they should do. This has, <laughs> this has led to very obvious It looks like jokes. a ship, sure, whatever. It doesn't, though. It doesn't. It's, a, it's an upside down gun. Like, I, I kind of like how <laughs> what did, much... Uh, what did the Nemesis kind of look like? Looked kind of like a Tetrajet a little bit? Well, this is an upside-down gun. Kind of, sort of? No, uh, no, no, maybe? no. No, you're dealing with alien alien oceans that have a big tidal current. You need stabilization like that. I like yeah. Transformers more when you tell me that they put a gun on a table upside-down and called it a submarine. This made me love Transformers again. I'm a very big fan of this. Uh, I, and I was, I, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you saw that I also very much enjoyed the day of really stupid jokes of posting photos of submarines and saying, oh, God, it's a gun. Um, and I'm probably not going to be able to let it go for a little while. Whenever it pops into my head, I am probably going to refer to Transformer weaponry as handheld submarines because this this fills me with joy like you know this is the kind of thing that is there's nothing negative about this there are only good things about upside down guns being called submarines uh i do love how that came from legal 
It's like, no, no, you have to scrap that mode and come up with something different. No. No, it's just like it's like someone trying to tell you how to work around like YouTube copyright. Yeah. It's like, oh no, if you mirror the image, then they won't spot it. So you can use it that way. I mean, I I might be misremembering the part about legal, and it might have also been a case where these were answers being translated. But Right, or certainly... was it a requirement from legal? Or I, the, what I imagine is they were like, can we do a gun mode? Someone said no. And I imagine there was a brief argument, and then I imagine that probably John Warden, given his love for this era of Transformers, and probably Shogo Hasui, given his love for cool stuff like this, they probably were like, listen, we've frigging perfected Six Shot. Don't screw this up. How do we make the gun mode work? And someone was probably like, all right, I don't know. Here, I'll put it on the table like this. It's a submarine. Okay. That uh, I, The idea just came to my head that, like, some janitor's walking in. He's like... And then just, like, takes the thing, turns it upside down to, you know, dust the other side. And then somebody else walks in, and it's just that revelation moment. Oh, it's that like, looks no, like a ship. They all, they all walk back in after their third day of prolonged fist-on-the-table arguments over the gun mode. And they all just stop and freeze and look at it. <laughs> They're like, wait a second. I'm more imagining like a boardroom meeting where it's just back and forth arguing over how to get the gun mode in. Someone finally just grabs a toy, chucks it across the room in rage, bangs <laughs> in the wall into the aquarium that's sitting in the corner. I have it. It's a battleship. We can't use battleship anymore. Okay, it's a submarine. It's a battleship. We can't use that. That movie tanked. Son of a... Did we make a submarine movie yet? What was a submarine movie? Uh, Hunt for Red October. Do we own that? No. Okay, call it a submarine. Can we can we call it a submarine? Is that a trademark? No, submarine's a type of vehicle. All right, it's submarine mode. Uh, if we hit legal, call it battle submarine. Um, the very least, the very least, they're hitting the one terrain six shot didn't have. Yeah, you know now he has yeah. a sea mode. You know, or you know, for real, it's just he turns into a gun and falls into the ocean. Uh. I also, I was saying this on Twitter, I really like the idea if in fiction from now on, Six Shot refers to that as, as a submarine mode and gets really defensive when people tell him it's not a submarine mode. Like, Six Shot, turn into your gun mode. He's like, I don't have that mode. You know, rub the eyes, Six Shot, turn into a submarine. Okay. He sits there. They're like, can you, can, can I, can you shoot, please? He's like, not until you place me into the bosom of Poseidon. So they, like, drop him into a lake, and then he's like, all right, now I will start opening fire from the ocean, because I am a submarine. I want that to be uh, to be part of his character from now on. The rest of his modes also look really good. Like, I'm glad we finally got to see the tank mode, given that the slideshow just had multiple photos. Actually, no, it was the same photo twice of his car mode. Mm. Um, no, it was one with a Titan Master, and then one without it. Oh, sorry. Sorry, you're right. Uh... Yeah, with with Titan Master is one mode. Without Titan Master standing next to it is a different mode. Um, I actually really like how the front of the car, the grill, is the four interlocked gun barrels of the tank mode and the submarine mode. And yes, I'm just calling it the submarine mode now. I'm just taking this. I'm, I'm rolling with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the last thing we should mention is about his headmaster is A, the naked head mode uh, has a ninja headband on, which is sort of cute. And then the Headmaster's robot mode, even though he's called Revolver, he, he is literally Jack from Zahedomasuta's, uh, which is a robot who six-shot 
if I recall correctly, tortured for some period of time and then turned into a walking bomb and then exploded uh, him to try to uh, kill Fortress Maximus. Uh, he was also Chrome Dome's best friend. Uh, so it was pretty messed up. Six Shot later becomes a good guy in that series and all is forgiven. I think. I actually can't remember. But, uh, Aaron, how do you feel about Six Shot? Leader Six Shot. He is definitely going to be purchased when he comes out. Yeah, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about this. Yeah, it's very, very much six shot. I would have to go get the one that I have upstairs and probably dive into it pretty hard to see where this isn't that six shot. I mean, his shoulders Minus, are a like bit sho- shorter. The, they're, they're yeah, the tall. shoulders are a little different. The like open topped area for the car mode that the Titan Masters can run. I mean, there are going to be those type of changes, but this is very much six shot. I'm curious um, if that uh, the cockpit for the tank and I want to say jet mode, I want to know if that cockpit opens up so you can put a guy inside. That's my biggest question now. That looks like that is the wolf's jaw, like the backside of that. Oh. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the underside of the wolf's neck. Oh, so, I see. So like in car mode, it looks like there's a, like a rumble seat. That that's the wolf's mouth open. Yeah. But I don't see any other place where that spot would be used otherwise. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was, but I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't. Because I feel like that's going to be that would be the main cockpit. And then those two divots on top of the car mode are like the additional cockpits. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be mad if it doesn't open. It would just that would be like my easy disappointment with the figure to list on the bullet points. Um, because that's how you think about toys now. Yep, I gotta find a disappointment so that I'm not shilling. That's the uh, the rule. Uh, don't be positive. Be cynical. Uh, TJ, how do you feel about Six Shot? Do I have to be cynical? I really just want to be positive. No, you're not reviewing him. You can just be positive. Ah, wait. All right. Yeah, I'm loving this. All right. I think this is the the one example of what people have been saying for years. Just make the G1 toy and add joints to it. Mm. But, like, while they're at it, there are enhancements, you know. Okay, I do like the car grill in the front. I do like the, you know, a lot more of the uh, additional molding and panel lining that we didn't have in the original toy. And the the new proportions work okay for me, too. So, all around, I'm, I'm happy with this. Like, it- this is, like, what I wanted on a modern six-shot. If you're going to add joints to a G1 toy, I think Six Shot is one of the few where that is like a wholly positive idea. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not much else to do with them. Yeah. Well, when you got six modes to work with, uh, seven, if you want to get technical. I wonder if this guy, I mean, surely he can by nature of having those other modes. I wonder if they're going to do anything with Wing, with like, Wing Wolf. Like, maybe, wouldn't it be cool if there was an actual, like, just a dedicated tab somewhere just for Wing Wolf mode? Just, uh, like, as a nod to go, like, we know. Yeah, just just to lock it in more securely. Yeah. Um, also, no, but you're like ahead. absolutely right. Like when you got that many modes going on at the first place, to reinvent the wheel and on six shot, it's going to be too complicated in the first place. Like like you did all this pretty much the way it needed to be done the first time around. There's nothing yeah. you really need to redo or revamp here. And I think on six shot, reinventing the wheel on him is a recipe for catastrophe. 
mm-hmm. because he's he's already so barely pulling off those six modes. If you're going to try a different kind of six changer, just do a different character. Oh, yeah. Uh, six shot uh, and quick switch, I would say. Those two guys, unofficial or official, you can't muck with the modes too much because there's, no, there's, there's nowhere to go no. without crossing the line of just making a new six changer, which I, I think yeah. would be a great idea, too. But... There's, yeah, there's there's no room on there to to go like, what if the tank mode was like a, a an actual Sherman tank or something like that? Yeah, it's like don't okay, it, it, yeah, sit back down. Is a, a delicate house of cards. Yeah. Um, yeah this this six shot I'm I'm very stoked for. Uh, I also wanted to throw it out there. Uh, I think uh, I, I saw I think it might have been Gog uh, had a really cool idea. I think it was really cool. I don't know if it was meant to be really cool. I thought it was really cool uh, for a retool on this guy. Um, you do him. You, you call him. Uh, you call him. Sh- what was it? Call him six shot. But you do him uh, in Energon six shot colors and give him a Titan Master that turns into a Shockwave head. Okay. Because that would also give us our Shockwave Titan Master that I really want for the full Shockwave experience. Because the Legend Shockwave is already a target master, so now we need him as a headmaster. So that that would satisfy something I want. Uh, so do it, or not. You know, the only thing I don't want to see is I really hope they don't repaint him into qu- or you know try to repaint him into Quick Switch. Like, yeah, if you're gonna do a yeah. repaint with Six Shot, Six Shot is a character where I think you kind of have to stay within the lines on him. So if you're gonna repaint him, it's it's mirroring things done before. You kind of have to go either Great Shot or Shadow Maru, like. If you're not doing those two, then you've really got to wow me with something. But don't try to pull anyone else in there. Uh, I think a, a great shot would be, would be really cool to see on this. I just hope that that makes sense for, you know, business as business is. I think in general, they're going to look for any ways they can to reuse some of these toys. Like I've noticed even on the deluxes, even just an extra wave out, they've already come up with ways of reusing parts and molds in order to create the next set of characters. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. The yeah, deluxes you stare, are all doubled you, up. Well, yeah. Even, like, when someone pointed out that Scourge was actually going, is uh, sharing parts and engineering with, uh, oh, God. Highbrow. I don't remember the names. Highbrow, thank you. Like, that, like I had to double take on that one, because that like, didn't seem like, it didn't seem like that's something they could even do. Oh, oh, oh yeah. That's like, yeah, they're, like, they're completely the same. Okay. Yeah, they did, like they just did a full reshell on the limbs, pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. Not not like hundred percent, but like as I saw in like uh, the photo, someone took of the two of them split open. It's like the the center mass is the same, but that's about it. Yeah, I think with this line, especially when you're dealing with like triple changers and things that are a little bit more complex to engineer, you know they're going to be looking for as many reuses as they could justify. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean. So I'm, I'm fingers crossed. I would love to see great shot happen in here also because like what a companion piece that would be to Lyo Kaiser and just the continued like suddenly all these victory guys are getting some love, you know, um, I'm, I'm almost certain that if it doesn't happen on on uh, North American release, like I would be really surprised if Takara Tomi doesn't do a six shot out of this uh, somewhere like maybe late 2017 uh, It just seems so logical. You know, what came to my mind seeing Alpha Tryon was that he has the same vehicle modes to do of uh, a victory, Leo. Yeah, yeah. And what, 
again, like such nice companion pieces. Like if that, you could, like if they came out in the same wave. Yeah, like Great Shot and uh, and Victory Leo as wave mates would be super fun. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the retools in a lot of these guys. Like you know, aside from the obvious ones with with uh, with Optimus and Megatron, like the ones who don't have an obvious flip over. Like I, I want to see if we if we continue leaning into Japanese G1 or just something crazier. Maybe they'll just do Nemesis Breaker because why not? Anyone remember him? Probably not. Nope. Okay. Remember selling mine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. Uh, that brings us to the last toy uh, reveal uh, of new stuff for Titans Return at Cybertron Con, which is Voyager Triple Changer Optimus Prime, who turns into a truck and a jet and looks a lot like Laser Prime. He also kind of looks a lot like Octane, but don't be crazy now. That's surely a stretch. Uh, let's keep it focused on the Optimus Prime aspect here. The, the really cool thing is his headmaster, or t- uh, Titan Master, Dyak, uh, turns into just a full-on Optimus Prime head, which I'm really excited about, because the one bummer about the leader toys is their headmasters tend to account for the helmet, and now that I've got the leader toys and I've tried putting the normal single-pack Titan Masters on, like, they don't look right on the leader bodies. Whereas the Voyagers seem to be a lot closer in many ways. Like, they... they so having... Okay, I guess not. <laughs> but... This will be an Optimus Prime who's a full face-plated helmet and everything all by himself as a headmaster. I think that's actually really exciting because I could just make anyone an Optimus or, you know, get a black version and make anybody a Nemesis Prime. Um, but otherwise, like, this looks like a solid toy to me. Like, the the jet mode is the least defensible part, but I kind of like it. Like, the truck chunk ends up under the wings it looks like a tube with a cockpit on the front. There's very little aerodynamic about it, but it's a Voyager budget toy, and, like, I don't know. I think it's a really cute it, jet it looks, mode. It looks kind of like a cargo-style aircraft. I guess. Got a little thick body. Kind of. Kind of sort of weird turbines or something <laughs> on it. I don't know. Because, Aaron, you kind of dug this jet mode as well. Yeah, I, I really like it. I think it's a, a creative way to do the octane style of triple changer um and it between looking at like the way that his truck looks and the way that that jet looks there's a whole lot of stuff that's coming out of the middle of nowhere and that is kind of what's impressive to me like his his tail parts fold up and look like they tuck inside of the truck cab, and I'm still not entirely sure where the heck the wings come from. I think those are, like, I'm not sure on the truck mode. I, those look like they are the backpack on the robot mode. Right. But yeah, but where the know. heck is that coming from? Like, I see, like, they're coming out of the middle, so maybe it's a flip inside out and it's doing a good job of hiding. But it looks like the tube goes the whole length, so who knows? Maybe it's you look the, at the robot mode legs. Maybe. I don't know. It it looks really neat. It looks like this is going to be a good case of kind of the puzzle former type of thing. Um, and in a Voyager, I think that's a great scale to have like active play on. Oh yeah, a thing. And I, I so. like that you know he's G two, but they they went for the G one stripes on the tanker. Like this just looks cute. Like if someone's gonna yeah. sit down and go like, I think the jet mode looks bad for reasons X, Y, and Z. I am probably gonna say. I don't think you're wrong. 
but I still kind of like the jet mode. Like, I'm I'm not interested mm-hmm. in defending the jet mode, I guess is the best way I could put it. <laughs> um, TJ, how it's are definitely you? something oh. that's enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you said, it looks like it's going to be simple enough to be a fast transform, but, like, interesting enough to not just be dead simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to messing with them. Uh, TJ, how do you feel about this Voyager Optimus? It's definitely a fun looking figure like i do love when triple changers have such distinct vehicle modes from each other mm-hmm. you know um it's kind of weird just to have these two big halves of a semi truck on the back of the jet and he kind of has that modern octane thing of well those wings probably could not keep that thing in the air yeah you know they're they're for um enough thrust anything flies yeah, he he's primarily a forward kind of aircraft. He goes forward. I I don't doubt that. I need it to go up a little bit first is all. You just you shoot the boosters down towards the ground enough anything will go up. <laughs> as long as he turns into a truck before he lands, everything is fine. <laughs> no, but it looks like a fun toy. Like yeah. I, I think I think the stock photos do a disservice by having all the weapons attached because you really don't get the idea of the jet with all the extra bulk hanging off the sides. I wish that they were not attached in the the real photos too. Like I'm I'm hoping there are places to peg them under the wings or on those tr- the the truck chunks because they look kind of awful on the sides of the jet. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just how it goes sometimes with the mounting points. Just it's wherever we could put the five millimeter port. Yeah, and and from what mm-hmm. I've seen, Titan's Return is quite generous with the ports and pegs. So hopefully there there are more spots to plug those things. Mm-hmm. Or and you know what about making screws in good locations and leaving that screw hole fat? Yeah, or just put the sword on that gun chair and have it fly around as a giant flying sword gun with a cockpit. Yeah, because you know Titan's Return. Um. Also, uh, I, I really like how, uh, much like with, with Six Shots Headmaster, it's real obvious what uh, what Optimus' Headmaster is. Like, we don't even need to tell you. Like, it's just it's oh, yeah. blitheringly obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on from that. Uh, the other bit of news uh, from this is that there are two new, there are four new Titan Masters, but we got to see the two who have uh, more new vehicles. Uh, Fangri and Patero have straight up new vehicle pieces to go with them. Fangri's is modeled after Fangry, uh, continuing the really lovely tradition of some of these guys to just be representative of their G1 toy, even if they are mostly just a headmaster with a vehicle. Uh, and Patero's looks okay. Um, it looks like a Pteranodon, and then it looks kind of like uh, my first reaction was an upside-down Pteranodon, so I guess a Pteranodon submarine, but... No, a Pteranodon gun. No, that looks like a submarine to me. Well, if I, okay, hang on. Let me flip the image over. If you hold it the wrong way around, it looks like a gun. But who would do that? Like that's stupid. Um, and ter- Patero is meant to be a swoop head. Uh, actually, I like that they got the name Taro because that would be a great surrogate for swoop if they still don't have swoop. Um, and he follows. He's following the chain of uh, you know Clobber is Grimlock. I wonder if they're just gonna do the Dinobots as headmasters. That'd be a cute way to work them all into the line without giving them dedicated toys. Uh. So I got, you know, fingers crossed that we see three more of these guys. Um, DJ, how are you feeling about Taro and Fangry? Taro strikes me as a little bit odd. I uh, I don't mind the two 
mo's they got going for him other than well like yeah i i, I guess i kind of do because i i kind of get this vibe of like transmetal pterosaur where it's just like okay i got this thing that flies slow and then i'm going to transform into this thing that flies fast because mm. he's got I, I, or uh I'm, I'm going to pretend that one is like an atmosphere mode and one is a space mode I think that the mode where he's because actually I, I forgot to mention I really like that the the mode that integrates the Titan Master is a dinosaur much like on Clobber. I think the non dinosaur mode. I think that no one would argue if you just go it's it's a weapon mode for another Transformer. <laughs> the thing is these have these are supposed to have weapon modes just independent. Well, yeah, but half of them have just been take one of the modes and flip a peg out. So I, I, okay, yes. I think but... that I think on Taro, I'm willing to go. It's 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 just swoops look, dinosaur look. mode, and it do turns you into have a, a weapon mode? I do. It's a submarine, actually. Thank you. Okay. Uh, but I'm willing to just go. He has a dino mode, and he has a, he has a submarine mode, and that's it. Um, because yeah, the other the otherwise the other mode doesn't really look like anything. Yeah. Uh, Fangry, on the other hand, I love. Mm-hmm. Like I I. I Spoiler alert, Ape Face turned out to be one of my favorite of the Titan Masters. Ape Face is definitely one of the best. Oh, great. Oh, He's great. yeah. Yeah. So neat to have just like a tiny little version of the G1 toy. Um, I'm not sure I get what this Fangry with like the robot mode head sticking th- out of its belly like I Krang. Think, I think they flipped the robot mode head the wrong way around when uh, they mounted please, him in there. Please tell me that's what they did. But then there's also something kind of cool about just the robot face sticking out of the stomach <laughs> that I don't mind. It's like that's the that's his robot mode now that they took his bigger transtector away like he just has this tiny one. <laughs> uh because, I mean, yeah, you know, the dragon mode is the part that's a little foreign here because it has nothing to do with Fangry, but I'm sure that's going to give it something to do with another character. Yeah, uh, but I like the dragon mode, though. It looks good. Like, I like this thing that the Decepticons have where they're just kind of like riding dragons. Like, like this is like how to tame your d- dragon, like, in Decepticon form. It, it's a great companion piece to Crash Bash, for sure. Um, and Overboard. Um, I want to know what the weapon mode looks like. I'm actually really curious because I've, I've found the weapon modes when they are not obvious on one of the two base modes, they end up being kind of cooler. Like I thought bronze weapon mode was really cool. Um, oh, yeah. I quite like Crash Bash's weapon mode because uh, of the, you know, the extra tabs to lock those barrels in place. So I'm curious about this one for sure. Um, Aaron, how do you feel about uh, Taro and Fangry? I think they both look cool. Um, the first two waves of these Titan Masters has, has I think only, um, what is it the like gray and red Autobot, um, pulling out his name right now, Loudmouth. He's the only one that was just an okay. Yeah. So so far they're batting like seven out of eight. So I'm good to go. And yeah. then the dogs are going nuts for some reason. That's because they're fans of Loudmouth, and they're real angry about you throwing them under the bus like that. Um, I found Loudmouth and Terrible slash whatever Treadshot was, Flywheels, like the the tank jet and Loudmouth's thing are the two that I've I've enjoyed the least. Nightbeat coming in a distant, slightly better than them because it has a drill. But uh, those three designs I found 
quite uninspired compared to the rest. And I'm not seeing those designs anywhere in these new ones, so I'm kind of happy. <laughs> like, it feels like they're pulling from the best. Um, the only thing I liked about Terribles was I liked the tank for the little guy, because it's sort of cute that he's just riding on the back. But I otherwise found it very boring to mess with. Um, and apparently that was a Chinese delivery trying to deliver food that we didn't order. Did you take the food anyway? No. Oh, you should have. No, because I've I've lost pizza due to neighbors taking an order. So this is how you get your revenge. Yeah, I'm a better person than that. You are, Aaron. Just, just barely. Aaron, just barely. You are a better person than that. I wanted to say that. Thank you. Thank uh, you, Chris. The only other major reveal here, Titans Return-wise, is uh, at the end of the day, uh, we also got some pictures of slides of uh, the design pictures for Six Shot. Nothing, like, groundbreaking in there, but it's pretty cool to see, you know, some of his uh, his inner workings and some of the, the things they were going for on him. Uh, it also shows that the wolf mode does have a pretty cool standing silhouette with the, the inverted elbows. Um, I'm looking forward to this guy a whole lot. Uh, other news from Cybertron Con is that we got our first look at Titan Trypticon, and I saw a lot of people excited about this, and I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but these photos are so nondescript, they actually don't tell me much of anything. I see a big scale, and that's cool. Uh, I see lots of st spots for, for little Titan Masters to do things. Clearly there's a spot that's big enough for a highbrow to land on, that's neat, there are ramps. And it looks like his head's going to look like Trypticon. But I just don't really feel anything from these because they are they are so nondescript. It's like, okay, cool, you're making Trypticon. Can't wait to see the full reveal. Like, that's that was my reaction. Uh, so I yeah. don't have a ton to say here. But uh, Aaron, do you uh, have anything to put in about Trypticon? Um, the one thought that I had is I hope this will have the similar attachment ports. Because it kind of looks like it in maybe the last picture. Like, Soundwave is backed up against a part of it. Yeah. So I'm hoping this is going to have the same attachment points like what uh, Fort Max has. So that you can connect your leader size guys and their base modes to it. I to, would be, like, fill out a Decepticon city. I would be really surprised if they didn't. Like, is that that's such right. a right. big that's, part of those toys. That's the only thing where I'm sitting here going, like, yeah, it had better do X. Yeah. Because beyond that, yeah, it's uh, like, uh, looks like he maybe has clear hips and that sure is a Trypticon head and there are two little port things that look like places where guys can stand and it's got a spot, spot flat enough it can have a deluxe sitting on it. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the deluxe part, you know, makes the scale look really cool. And, uh, right. the, and the little the little, the little hard head guy looks like maybe he's in an elevator. That would be neat if there's an elevator. Yeah. That's about all I'm getting. Uh, but it's all things like, yes, that's a, it definitely is ticking the checkbox of it should have this, and it sure looks like it probably does. Yeah. Until we have something more than resin photos that are, you know, directly um, obfuscating other details. And I certainly... Like that one looks like, I don't know, that's maybe his face when he's flat back behind everything. But yeah. three of these photos are all of the same spot with, like, the three cargo bay things, so who knows? And I certainly don't want them to not share this stuff. I think it's great that this is being shared. Um, yes. Just, like, I, I just, like, I think if I was there, I would be triple hyped because this would have been dropped right in my lap. 
Yeah, but, because it was probably like, oh, yeah, and by the way, you know, one more thing. We've got this thing. I mean, yeah. who is that? I don't know. So, but otherwise, it's like, it's it's a very, it's a nice, but kind of sedate reveal, I think. Uh, TJ, how do you mm. feel about the, the Trypticon info? Well, it's a very sparse amount of info. I agree with that. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm taking a look at all the pictures now, and a lot of it is just the same the same chunk on the side where Trypticon's side folds down to create the big sprawled out section of the city. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's, you know, all we get right now is, well, there's a tunnel that goes between the two parts that the original didn't have that. Okay. Yeah. What else? Uh, there's ramps. Okay. The original had that. Or what else? Um, a head. Okay. Um, like I understand it's still in proto stage, and I understand you're not ready for a full reveal, but it's just a little bit of hey, if you're willing to show off like this much, like at least something like in like I could post to like an article or a Twitter and go like, yeah, I know exactly who that is or exactly what that is. Yeah, I think the only part that I was kind of bummed out about is number one. I thought if it was just the shot of the hip and the head, I was like, well, that's cool. And then showing the rest of the city was neat, but I was like, well, if you're going to show more, how cool would it be to end if you, like, did a 180 on that first picture and showed the front of his face, too? That'd be kind of neat. But, you know, I'm uh, not complaining. Still looks all right. Like, he looks like he's going to be all right. I'm 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 all up for buying a Trypticon. In fact, I'm all up for buying a couple, because Planet X is doing the video game one, and I really like the video game Trypticon. So I'm I'm uh, kind of looking forward You're to that too. Part of the too. problem, Chris. I like video game transformers. They're even. Did you see that Planet X's video game Trypticon is so big they are going to release him in two sets? Oh dear God! Because <laughs> he because each set like each half of him can kind of form into a different spaceship if you want. So they're just going to okay. release him as two spaceships that you can then put together into a big spaceship who turns into Trypticon. Um. I'm kind of excited about it, because also they were like, this is a financially irresponsible decision that we are doing, but you all really want it. And I'm like, that's excellent. Because uh, the video game Transformers audience, it's not tiny, but it is definitely smaller than your masterpiece-alike audience. So I appreciate the contribution. Um, other Cybertron Con news. I feel bad that I'm not excited about this as some other folks are, but they revealed there's going to be a Masterpiece Dirge to finish off the Coneheads with that Masterpiece design that I don't think actually looks very good. So uh, I'm happy for folks who want to continue collecting their Coneheads or who were really hoping that Dirge was going to happen amidst the others. Um, Of, you know, the Coneheads, I've always kind of liked Dirge for his weird character. But I, I don't know if I like I just I messed with a ramjet and it just wasn't very exciting. It felt like a, a really cool custom. That was about it. So I don't feel much for this uh, myself. DJ, have you had any inclination towards the masterpiece Coneheads? Um, no. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't had much inclination toward the masterpiece seekers in general. Mm. Like I think, I think I. I think I sold off my my U.S. Starscream thinking, oh, well, they got that, like, cartoon accurate one with, like, the molding I liked originally yeah. put back into the toy. I'm going to get that version. And then I never did. I never I never got to, I never saw the Toys R Us and I never got around to the Japanese version. And now it's like, 
astronomical price to get. So, no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, there's just, like, there's a proposition of getting six of these guys that just, like, scared my wallet into hiding in a corner somewhere. There's something cute about the idea of having six of these guys at this scale, but then it's like, I really like this toy. Like, I like the Masterpiece Seeker, both versions, in singular. Yeah. I don't think I like it enough to want six of them, or actually the seven I would have, because I really like, I actually really like the original Masterpiece Starscream, the green screen. Mm. Um, as... about Acid Storm? Sunstorm. Who? who? Sorry, what? who? Did Aaron say something? It sounded like he Skyped out there for a second. No, I didn't hear anything. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, are you, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, what what do you think of Masterpiece Dirge? Yep, sure, it's another Masterpiece Seeker. But he's, he's a conehead this time. Oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> there is one really cool thing that that design does, which is one of the problems I still have with the Masterpiece Seeker is the cockpit ends up in a weird position where it slopes the wrong way. And so on these guys, the cockpit does a 180 spin so that it tapers up towards the top of the chest. And that's real cool. That's about it, though. That's all I got. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just there's just part of me that just thinks about, like, I've got those as classic seekers. And I think of how annoying it is to transform through those if I want to see them, like, as the squadron all flying together. Mm-hmm. It just scares me as far as masterpiece size goes. But that's yeah. an all, that's a that's an all afternoon project just to see it. Yeah, if because like I said, when it's just one of them, it's kind of a fun transformation to do now and then for all its macrossness. But then, like mm-hmm. doing six of them, it's like it just reminds me why I'm not a macross collector. It's like I don't want to do that six times. To Forty-five minutes later, okay, the first one's done. Yeah, I I don't want to get tired of these figures that way. I want to get tired of them in a nice way. <laughs> um, the last big reveal at Cybertron Con, not that big given that none of us really have a predilection towards statues, but Imaginarium Art uh, brought some really cool looking statues of uh, their previously announced uh, G1 Soundwave, which now has cassette bots, and also a really cool looking G1 Ultra Magnus in a, in a friggin' awesome pose. Uh, with his hand all splayed out. He's on a really cool display base. Uh, he just looks cool. Um, and Soundwave looks really cool on that full display with all of his minions around him. Like, it's a it's a very striking posture. Uh, I think these statues look real good for statues. I'm not that interested in them because they're statues, but they, they do look pretty cool. Um, Aaron, any quick thoughts on, uh, on these two statue pieces? Sure are statues. This is I, coming back around to, like, the cold casts whatever i stand up for that soundwave statue's posture i think that's just that's a yeah. cover art posture they're they're nice co- they're nice statues they look like uh kind of like comic covery style action poses and it is a nice base but man you know that any of these statuey things are going to be like the 3a ones or anything like that where it's a whole lot of money for a very beautiful thing that just kind of stands there. Oh, I, I should clarify: the three A ones are poseable. Uh, oh, yeah. There was a there was oh, a faulty there was a faulty oh, listing. Apologies, there it kind <laughs> of poses of, some, but so uh, do the toys that cost thousands of dollars less. Well, the way that I look at these is they resemble the masterpiece toys so much that I'm like, that I would actually buy a masterpiece. 
I would love it if someone made a display base like this that could like hook into Masterpiece Soundwave so I could kind of get him into a posture like this, you know? Or do me mm -hmm. up a new Soundwave toy at that scale that has like a big display base to hook him into with all his minions. Like that would be a really cool like something that could that has like the the holes in the back and the slots so you can like nail it to the wall. Like that would be neat. Um TJ, do you have any reactions to these statues? Uh they sure are gray. Yeah, they're not painted yet. I'm I'm curious what the paint jobs are going to be like on them. Are they going to do metallic or flat, you know? I know, I'm kind of with Aaron on this one. Like I've never I know I've been to comic book stores where they have whole like huge rows and display shelves and display cases full of these super expensive statues of all sizes of all these different characters and some just like stupidly obscure. Mm -hmm. And still like they're you know they're like five six hundred dollar even thousand dollar statues for these guys. So I know there's a market. But, like, me having, like, masterpiece toys that look just as good and actually, you know, do the whole transforming thing of a Transformer, I'd much rather just have that. Well, let's, let's be fair here. This Ultra Magnus is exhibiting some kind of waste posability. <clears throat> and the masterpiece ones certainly can't do that. Does it turn into a truck? You know, if I throw it on the ground hard enough and rebuild it the right way, then yes. Okay, then turn it back. It's ca if I throw it on the ground again hard enough and spend enough time putting it back together the proper way, then yes. Uh, so these are these are basically basically just as good as masterpiece, basically. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to, to give them a little shout out because I, I really do like the the postures there, and I think that there's for a transformer statue, these are some of the nicer looking G1 style ones that I've ever seen. Um, they aren't falling into traps of looking too boring or not taking advantage of their nature of statues to like be really dynamic and and striking uh but that about does it for the cybertron con reveals i think um i don't think i've missed anything uh yeah it sounds like it was a pretty good show uh it sounds like all the idw artists who were there had a good time um and i hey they had a friggin a giant g1 fort max city mode that was also slides for kids to use like, where was that yeah, when I was a kid? Stupid yeah. kids. I want one. <laughs> like, I I just want one in my backyard, in my hypothetical house with a backyard. I just want, a, I want a Fort Max I can I can jump on and slide down. Like, that looks so fun. Um, oh, it's worth noting. There's another Platinum Unicron. That's not the part worth noting. Uh, the part worth noting is that that new Platinum Unicron has two pieces of artwork which are uh, by Marcelo Mater and colored in by Studio Volta, and they're pretty nice. Um, I believe he clarified the one where it's Unicron's planet mode with the robot mode behind it with all those Decepticons in front of it. Uh, apparently all of those different images also exist in full, like separately, and Marcelo is hoping to be able to show those on their own at some point. So I just wanted to highlight that box art, because um, it, it looks pretty darn cool. Um... That about does it for all of our toy talk there. I kind of like to just roll into what we got this week, because um, I know that you guys got stuff, and I don't want to belager too long, because also I'm extremely hungry. So, uh, Aaron, I'm just going to go to you, because I know you got something. The main question mm -hmm. I have is, TJ, did you get anything on topic that Aaron might have got on topic? Um, Did Aaron get anything related to Titan's Return? I don't have that. 
Okay, Aaron, is that all you got? I was actually surprised that it came off as that one because yeah. I thought it would have been any of the other pew pew noises. <laughs> I was really worried that that Mint was going to be that. like a... <sighs> Hold on a second. <laughs> Wait, what toy was that? Well, I don't, I don't Let know. Let me slap his head eight more times before he says something. Yeah, Aaron, I didn't uh, catch I that. Also can, got... you, can you do it again? Can... I also got uh, Galvatron. Okay, Galvatron I got. Okay. Okay, um... Aaron, let's open up with your four max, and then we'll move into Galvatron to move to the two of you, and we'll transition over. Um, so Fortress Maximus is really a whole lot of Metroplex. Mm-hmm. Um, he has, like, his his legs have additional things to clip on him, and a few other places where it adds, like, um, like, rollers, um, so that his... Like space fortress mode can be space fortressy. Oh, okay. And it's th- there. There are things about it that you know I understand came out of the fact that this is a heavy, heavy rebuild of Metroplex. But it's like his legs still can clamshell open, but there's nothing for them to do clamshell opened. Yeah, and it's like the the stuff that's on the front of his legs, so his his like thigh guns get in the way of, like, if you wanted to clamshell open that when you've got them splayed out as, like, a city. And that's kind of disappointing to me. I kind of wish that more of that part came off because you can actually slide out those thigh guns and it has a handle that drops down that fits the slot in the hand of the Metroplex Fort Max hands. Oh, cool. It just then is, like, the shroud around that that helps fill it out is a little bit too big for everything. Uh, there, there are a couple other things that are just a little bit weird uh, in them. I like that you can kind of make the tower using Cerebros as part of the tower. Mm-hmm. Where you, like, what was the, the, like, waste gun part that you can flip around and bring together. And it has another step. And then it actually hits another, there's, like, another hidden tab a bit. Uh, I only have the head in here right now, so I can turn him into Cerebros. But then there is is another tab that is hidden underneath that you can hit that then will give him city sounds instead. So you can get all three sets out of the Cerebros part. Yeah, I saw a demo um, of the electronics, and they, they seem really cool. And I think the only bummer for me is it sounds like you have an American version, right? Mm-hmm. And he still, he still just says his name. Yep. Damn, because because what he's saying sounds like what they would do for the international versions, right? So I I, I wonder if maybe they re- at least recorded other dialogue because I really like the mo- the play model of those electronics. I've just found like man, I wish he said more interesting stuff. Me too. Um, it's just something that yeah, it it is in that kind of like yeah. Um, that and the other thing that I kind of had issue with is he seems a lot looser across all of his joints oh no then metroplex has he still stands just fine okay. and he still poses just fine he's just a little bit more wiggly does he suffer from the metroplex crumple where the knees bend forward i've not had him do that metroplex crumple like where you pose metroplex a little bit and he just kind of goes flat his knees bend forward his hips blow back yeah and tur- turns into like the three-year-old that doesn't want to get picked up and turns into like 35 pounds of flab <laughs> like if he doesn't deal with if he doesn't do the metroplex crumple then i guess i'm okay with whatever because that's really yeah. the main thing it's i didn't just, want like his hips have 
just a little bit of play in them as they're static, and so does his shoulders and like the little bit of torso movement that he has. It's all just like just a little, little tiny bit wiggly, mm. and it's just eh, eh. Um, I got him because it's it's Fort Max, man. You got to have a Fort Max, yo. But if you had a Metroplex and you were not at all enthusiastic about it, um, that's kind of another one of those. I'm I'm super I, close I, on him. Like I really like a lot of parts of what he looks like, and I, this is ignoring the idiot price that Toys R Us Canada is charging for him. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. yeah I saw that at TFCon, and I was like, I'll give four max. No, I'm not getting four max. No. Yeah, well, you guys got him for one fifty American. Like up here, his price converted down is like one ninety American up here in Canada. Yeah, and it's like yeah, never. I would be tempted to. I, I know that you have ways to middleman U.S. stuff. I would be tempted to just, like, hit up Big Bad and just not pay those Canadian prices I want to see what the first Canadian, Canadian sales prices, look like. Definitely not. Yeah. Oh, the issue is I've I've just had the bad luck with all of these um, largest size just seeing them once and that's it. That's mm-hmm. I went through Big Bad because the amount of gas that I'd spend trying to hit my Toys R Us every couple of days in order to make sure that I got it. Oh, no, I don't mean an in-person sale. Like, whenever our, our stores have sales, like, often the online component has stock as well. Right. So Well, no, but I'm saying, like, Toys R Us online seemed like it never held it long enough when I was interested in it. Oh, no, ours ours certainly held Devastator long enough. Like, that, that guy kicked around for a while. So I got fingers crossed. That, that I can pull something off sales-wise. If not, like, yeah. I'll, I mean, there's going to be a Japanese version as well, and there's a San Diego one floating around. It's like, if I really want yeah. a Fort Max, there someone will want to get rid of one at some point. Uh, But Cerebros looks like, looks always looked to me like he was the highlight of that whole set. Like, how is he in person? Yeah, he's, he's good, posable, something, not quite a deluxe. Um... Not quite a, a legend. He's or not quite a, a Voyager. He's kind of in between. Size wise, he's beefier than a deluxe, but pro- a lot of that beef is probably just like the fact that he has a two AAA batteries slung through him. Yeah. Um, good posability. I, I could just tape two AAAs to a deluxe. And... Oh, there he is See, saying I, his name. Said again. his name that time. Um, he really likes people to know who he is. Cerebros, like who's Cerebros? Cerebros. Uh, he's he's got a one of the foot peg holes right behind where his headmaster port is. Ah, cool. So you can pull off the. I'm about ready to do this thing. Hold on, let me stretch. <laughs> um, but no, I. It's fun. Um, I with the perfect effect master sword, really. Uh, really helps that makes me feel a whole lot better about not getting the San Diego Comic-Con one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's big, bulky, took about two hours to put all the stickers on. And I forgot about the sticker part. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If not I nearly it. as big a sticker sheet as Metroplex. Oh, that's good. I never ended up doing the real Metroplex stickers. I just did the repper labels on them. Cause I was, I was bandying the idea about for like a year of like, I'm going to do the real stickers, then do the repro labels one so I can accurately comment on everything. And then eventually I was like, I don't think anyone cares about the real stickers. I'm just going to do Metroplex's repro labels. Um, cool. Uh, and you also got Galvatron. 
Yes. And so did TJ. So why don't you guys chat about Galvatron? How oh. dumb is this stupid face gimmick? Oh, jeez. Okay, that kind of spoils a lot of that toy for me. I wouldn't say spoils as just makes it not as fun. Or yeah, not as not as good. It, it seems like, you know, if you want to have his head do anything, he can't have his face crowned. And I kind of wish that on the head that they had painted some of the stuff, even though it would be covered up by the weird face crown thing. Just so that if you decide you don't want to have that weird flip out gimmick that seems to eat up a decent portion of chest. Yeah, yeah. Because there is me... a whole lot of space in there, like even back behind where that face sits, mm-hmm. like there's something else intended to go on there, and it just doesn't. Like you could throw another headmaster in there. Yeah, it's right a... now with Cerebros' head. Yeah, there's space. There's space in there for like two extra heads. Yeah, inside his chest, just to like. Which I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that means like, well, something else is supposed to go here, or hey, it's an easy way of hollowing plastic. Yeah, I mean, it also there's, sounds like the, there's the upside details is... on the there's details on the inside of it that makes me think it's not just to have space. It also sounds like the the upside is there's room in there for official or unofficial some kind of other head idea. Yeah, you know, but that flip out face crown thing because it does kind of have this effect of like a, like a kid's Halloween mask. Yeah, but it it also, I but don't it's a like mask ha- where you have to still see the face. Yeah, because you can't have a real mask anymore. Yeah, yeah, and I don't I don't like how far in the face sits because I can't like even when I was like reviewing that toy with like light directly on it, I couldn't get like a solid shot of the face with no shadow. And mm-hmm. I also heard that Nucleon's neck joint has a tendency to crack. I don't know if any of you guys not- have looked at it yet. I've not goofed with mine enough. I know if you open it up and actually take a look inside, you can see if things are starting to go wrong. I don't have a screwdriver small enough to do that. Okay. Because uh, I think it was uh, XV over on T-Formers had, had had that problem and then bought the Japanese one, opened up Japanese Nucleon, and saw the exact same problem uh, inside uh-huh. Japanese Nucleon. So I don't, I don't know the nature of the problem myself because I haven't messed with the toy myself, so I don't... Like, you know, I can look at photos, but that doesn't get it across as well as it would in person. Um, But hopefully that's not going to be, like, a huge issue for everybody. Uh, DJ, you mentioned that aside from the face mask, it seems like a lot of other stuff on that toy is working for you? The design structure is very, very Galvatron. Like, they got all the details right. They got all the proportions right. It, it, other, okay, other than, like, that weird face... Everything else kind of sits the way I've wanted a Galvatron to sit for a long time now. We've mm. only had, like, the Universe 2 Galvatron, which is not great. No. He's coming out again this year, at least. Hooray? Yeah. Um, that sounds like, like... It's just that, like, Titanium Rodimus plus that is just like, why would... What, no. Just to make Just everything no. else look great. Uh, it, that is a box of pain. I am sorry, but it sounds like it sounds like what I was worried about, which is that in general everything about him works up until you hit the point where you figure out if he can deal with the way that face mask works. 
I think the worst, I, what really got me on the face mask is the way those Voyagers are engineered. Sentinel Prime Two is so that that mechan that engineering to make sure that their heads are bulked up and look Voyager size can still rotate mm-hmm. and actually like move along with the heads. So all the whole structure is kind of like on this same little swivel. Except on Galvatron, because of the way his head flips up from the chest, that means the torso's plastic starts hitting the hinge and hitting that face mask that flipped up. So if you turn the head, like the the heads themselves, in that sense, don't have that much range of motion. Yeah. Just because it has to turn this entire spring gimmick along with it. On Galvatron, because that has a like forward hinge flip up thing when you turn the head too far that face starts coming down because it starts hitting the plastic on the torso oh it gets pulled back down yeah okay that sucks i because i see yeah. i see the mod where someone dug a trench for it i think like they they just sort of dug a larger trench for the the mask's armature to to move around in yeah um which i'm thinking i might try doing just for fun but, uh, yeah, that's a shame. It sounds like that's really the stop gap. Um, Aaron, do you feel the same way? Like, are, ignoring the face mask, uh, is the toy otherwise pretty solid? Uh, it's good. Uh, I guess the only other issue I have is kind of the weirdness with, it. like, his legs, how they're supposed to tab together back-to-back don't tab together very well for me. Mm. Yeah, it's just the same way. Okay. It's just like, hey, this is all supposed to come together, except for it doesn't. And that's... I don't yeah, know, it, it, frustrating. It's just like it, and it's because it's so close. It's not just like ah, this isn't happening. Um, and it's uh, I'm I'm still not entirely sold on the jet mode part of it, but I understand that <laughs> Voyagers are triple changers, and so it can make a jet mode. All right, yeah, look, it's a jet I, submarine. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> jet yeah, sure. submarine. Um. Yeah, I I I think I classified it closer to um closer to like Cybertron Megatron jet mode. Yeah. Which yeah. Just, it has these chunks that are supposed to be thrusters on the back. But aside from that, you just have to look at the cockpit and pretend like it is something that could fly. Yeah, and I I can deal with that. Like it resembles the animated jet twins enough and that kind of shape I'm into. It's a little tetrajet, yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm I'm looking forward. Like obviously, it seems. I mean, I said this last year or a couple years ago with Combiner Wars, and I ended up being wrong. But obviously, if this is such a problem, uh, this seems like an easy place for unofficial efforts to focus in on, and for someone to come up with the you know the add-on kit that that fixes the Galvatron head connection stuff. You know, or just get gets rid of the headmaster part entirely. Uh, it seems like that's the kind of thing that surely is gonna, surely is gonna happen. We'll see. Um, I think that I'm getting Galvatron on sale with the t- the Toys R Us sale price. So I'm getting him for twenty Canadian, so that's you know whatever. It's not going to be a, an issue. But uh, it sounds like he's yeah. definitely like something to kind of sit back and consider rather than just get on site. Well, if you go in just looking for a Galvatron, it's like, well, it turns into something that looks a lot like Galvatron, except mm. for the head, and a decent enough cannon mode. Like, cannon mode's definitely Galvatron. Yeah. 
Like, it seems like it's a good enough Galvatron, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I almost wonder if it would be worth saying, like, wait and see if anyone figures out a head fix. That's 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 solid and, and easy to implement. Well, you'll just see someone who comes up with a, a Shapeways or a third-party thing that just plugs on. You don't even have to flip anything up. Yeah, I think uh, Fake Buster already came up with a mask that just connects to the, the Titan Master head. To give to it's just like a crown you put on the Titan Master. This is this the thing. It's like I almost wish that it was just like a helmet, the way the leader class figures do. Yeah, like I understand you're trying to come up with some kind of gimmick that works for every single Titan Master. Mm-hmm. May, maybe this would have been like maybe there's another solution besides just like I don't know, crown face thing that didn't quite work out. Yeah. Like, even the simple thing I've seen of, of people who painted the chin strap on the, the head mode for the Titan Master, like, that did lots, too. Like, just so it, so there's some kind of vague connectivity with the crown on a visual level. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting my Galvatron and figuring out how I feel about him. Like, especially now that I know stuff going in. Um, but, uh, TJ, did you get any other on-topic stuff this week? Okay, this this is the part where it gets dangerous. Because mm-hmm. uh, I k- kind of just decided to get all of Titan Masters in one whack. Ah. Just to get it out of the way so I didn't have to think about as it you for do. a couple months. Yeah, as I do. I'm, re- I'm reviewing it all. It's justified. Yeah, it Let's pays for there. itself. Um, sure it does. Um, so you just, you just barreled in on all of it then. Yeah, Brute force, just get it all out of the way now. Rip right. the band-aid off. Uh how would you like to uh to talk about Power Master Optimus with me? Because I got Power Master Optimus. Uh except for those. Oh. Okay. I didn't get I didn't get the leaders or Maximus because I had a convention coming up and there's only so many stupid buying decisions I can make. Alright. Uh well tell me about Sentinel Prime then, first up. Uh Sentinel Prime is surprisingly simple. Like he very much has like uh i can't even remember because i didn't watch it like like the uh and i'm sure the comparison has been made he very much has the same transformation scheme going on as uh one of the uh the tokyuger mechs yeah where it just kind of splits open and holds his arms out and that's train it's mm-hmm. pretty much the same thing um so he's got the one mode where everything kind of splays out horizontally flattens out horizontally and then his shuttle mode where everything flattens out vertically and everything is pretty much just these really thin panels that cover up every fold out and cover up everything now the the panels themselves fit in nice and solid and they work to actually cover up the robot bits they are the thinnest pieces of plastic i've ever seen on a transformer yeah like right out of the box like three of mine were noticeably bent and one of them pretty bad i wonder if that's heat treatable maybe it's very thin plastic so you're not going to need much yeah but it was just, it just i don't know it just it just felt wrong like it got the job done but it just it didn't feel as solid as i wanted it to feel yeah um, other than that, he's fairly simple. I get the feeling like he's one of the, of course, since he's wave one, he's an, kind of more of an early design figure where there's not too, there's nothing really complicated about him. 
He's just, he's very much just move this here, boom, boom, that's a train. Yeah. I wonder if that's I mean, going to make Astro Train look kind of weird next to the hypothetical Octane and Blitzwing. I'm not sure if it'll make him look weird. I, I think in general, Astro Train's always kind of looked like the most solid of the three in the first place. Yeah. So I, I think it's pretty much going to be the same silhouette as the three usually have. Okay. I mean, he's not a bad figure. He's just pretty simple. I think, uh, cause I, I, I touched one briefly at TFCon because Aaron was messing with somebody else's. Was it with duplicate Aaron's? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it was seemed, my doppelganger. Seemed, seemed okay. Um, another one where I'm kind of just looking forward to messing with him for $20 it's, Canadian. It's, I think that the, uh, the Space Choo Choo version is definitely going to be better than orange and orange and not quite orange. Well, maybe if you don't like the color orange and are a complete monster, then yeah. But uh, for those of Look, us who... Color blindness runs in my family. Sometimes I wish I had it. <laughs> <laughs> for those of us who are, you know, normal, nice people who like orange, I'm sure it'll be an okay experience. Um... Uh, so other than that, it's it's just the deluxes you got, uh, deluxes, uh, legends, Titan Masters. Oh right, there's all those other toys. I forgot about yeah. them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the line. Right. Um, do you mind if I if I pop in and just throw in my thoughts on uh, Power Master Prime? Go ahead. Because uh, I picked up, well, I got a hold of a Power Master Prime. Interesting scenario though. He's already got all the repro labels applied. So I've not actually handled Power Master Prime without the repper labels. So I've been trying to go through pictures to figure out like what the repper labels have added and what they've simply replaced. Um, they seem all right. Like so, like regular Power Master Prime, I believe has the blue stripes on the sides of the trailer, but the repper label set makes them shinier if you so choose, and they have all this holographic stuff. Uh, so I'm trying to ignore that. Um, as an actual toy, so there's there's stuff about him I really kind of dig. Like I like that. After seeing some videos that that made it seem like it was hard to get the Titan Master to sit inside the truck cab, I found the tab for the back of the heels, and it works well on mine. So he actually locks in there pretty well. And I, I didn't know that the truck trailer had, like, dedicated opening stuff, so it's got a space inside of it to put, you know, a car. Like, I'm going to see if maybe Brainstorm fits in there or Blur. Um, the truck mode's really cool. Uh, the base mode is, I think, worse than Blasters. I'm, I'm following that train of thought. Uh, I don't, that's the purveying opinion. I agree with it. Uh, the base mode just looks awkward. It looks like there is a layer of panel missing from it somehow. Um, there's no central spire. There's just it's it it just doesn't look right. It looks like a fan mode way more than Blasters looks like a fan mode. Um, the robot mode looks cool. The transformation's neat. Like I, and there's a lot about it I like. Uh, I just, there's a part of it which is a similar thing I don't like on Ultra Magnus, which is that it's, you know, his legs bang into each other all the time when his when his uh, legs are not posed with an extreme, you know, dynamic action angle going on. Um, if you have him just standing there, you can't use the thigh swivels because the enormous chunk of his legs, uh, the backs of his legs will bang together. Uh, so you always kind of have him looking a little knock-kneed or his toes kind of pointing inwards and he just looks awkward uh, he is begging for ankle tilts and the fact that he doesn't have them and uh, that combined with the geometry of his legs just makes the toy look permanently awkward to me much like it did to Ultra Magnus so um, there's nothing this guy is doing 
to fix my biggest problem with Ultra Magnus, which was the legs. Uh, he certainly holds the guns better because he's got like a different setup where they actually kind of hook in on, onto these panels underneath his hands. Like that's cool, but um, he feels like a generally weaker toy than Blaster in just about every respect. Um, if you're going to pick a leader, like Blaster is a much better toy than Power Master Prime. I'm really excited to see Super Jinrai because he's adding ankle tilts, which might fix my one biggest problem with the whole design. Um, and I want to I want to know if that transforms the experience I have with this with this mold. Uh, but as it is, I found Power Master Prime to just be a side grade to Ultra Magnus rather than an upgrade. And I know I'm in a minority when I say I had a big problem with Ultra Magnus, too. So, you know, your miles will vary, but uh, this was not the one for me. Uh, the only other thing I want to mention is the Repper label sheets include little insignia stickers on circles that are designed to go right on top of the visible screw on the stomach of the Titan Masters. I think that's a really cool touch uh, to throw in with that stuff. But uh, that's that's me and Power Master Prime. TJ, tell me about the deluxes. Okay, so the deluxe deluxes were something of a surprise to me. Because they pretty much turned out a lot of the way I didn't expect them to. Um, Hardhead, I think, is pretty much the most middle of the road in that he does what I expect him to. And he does it very well. Like, he does keep very much to the original G1 style. He does have a good amount of articulation. He makes a very solid figure. And he pretty much does everything right. Mm -hmm. You know? There's nothing... There's nothing to there's like there's no, there's nothing egregious about him there's no big problems and no real surprise other than uh the extra seat mounted on the cannon that is a favorite of mine um the one the one i didn't expect the one that turned out really good for me was blur that seems to be the sleeper hit for a lot of people i was gonna hold like i was gonna just leave mine in the package and just hold off until takaras came out with all the super nice paint apps Mm-hmm. And I just and I'm very happy. I decided to just crack it open anyway. Now it is it is blue. It is very very. What were you thinking, Hasbro blue? Like even on mold sections where you can tell it's a it's a different plastic they used, and they could have made it a different shade of color. They didn't. Yeah, which confuses me. Um, yeah, the, he's just he needs paint. He needs paint in robot mode so bad, but the engineering on him is fantastic. Like the the vehicle mode comes out so smooth, the parts lock together so well. You know, it's extremely good looking version of G1 Blur. Mold wise, engineering wise, that is the blur I've been waiting for. Man. Like in in a way I could never get out of like the previous generation's drift remold. And is that is that kind of making you just like double hyped for the Japanese version? It kind of is. It kind of is. I'm not the type to just buy a new toy just for the sake of upgrading, but knowing the engineering on the toy came out so good. If I can complete that package with a really good robot mode, really good like visual color appearance, it's it's just it's going to be everything I wanted out of that out of the toy. Yeah, I'm trying like mad to hold on to my uh, my pre-orders for Japanese Blur and Scourge because mm-hmm. uh, I mean I know Scourge is not the greatest toy in the world, but I really like the paintwork on the two of them. And yeah, yeah, having, I I got to mess with Aaron's Blur at TFCon, and I was like, yeah, this this guy is 
is friggin' he's tops. Like I'm kind of yep. excited that Walgreens brainstorm is imminently about to come out because it's like I'm I'm up for grabbing a good brainstorm. If he's based on this blur, he's probably going to be pretty solid. Mm-hmm. No, um, Scourge turned out all right. Mm. Like I, I will say, you know, between generations and t- uh, Titanium previous to this, he's probably my favorite of the Scourges. Just because he has, again, he has the transformation, the kind of style that I was after. Mm-hmm. It is, it is a lot more simple than Blur. You know, it's it's a pretty standard and very close to his G one style of transformation. But the proportions come out right, the articulation comes out right. He really doesn't do anything wrong. Again, other than he's extraordinarily blue in robot mode. Yeah, which I think is such a good excuse for people to just okay buy the takara version and then just troop build the u.s version that's what i'm thinking is i want to i want to grab me a second u.s version because like it it looks really cool like I, I i'm i'm really i'm really hoping the japanese one like looks as nice as he does in photos because mm-hmm. i like um i like old like oh nine scourge a lot but I, I i i'm after a deluxe size g1 looking scourge like, right, like, and and not like you know, two thousand nine scourge, twenty ten scourge looks pretty G one, but I want space boats and like you know, it's not That's the perfect the space boat. That's the thing. Like, Bar of soap, man. Bar of soap. Yeah, that's the thing to me is, okay, I can agree that is a great toy, but I have that as uh, Rat Bat, which strikes me as a better looking version of that toy for sure. Uh, and for me, it's about identity. Like that, my identity for Scourge is this flying bathtub, you know, like mm-hmm. this big, like big space surfboard. Yeah, that's what I wanted, and that's what this version gives me. Like previously, I had to go to the titanium, and the titanium not very good. You know, this one, but this one has like the cartoon silhouette to go with it. Like no one really figured out how to get those wings to you know, the those shell panels to look like wings but at the very least that robot is the way i wanted that robot to look yeah yeah i'm uh he's again another one i i'm i'm kind of i was gonna skip a lot of titans return and just wait for japanese versions but the fact that toys R Us.ca kind of messed up i think and let a lot of people pre-order them at discount you know me included like <laughs> i'm kind of looking forward to wave one because i'm paying so little for it compared to retail uh, and hearing these reports is like, yeah, I, I I would like good to serviceable toys for, you know, less than what they usually cost. Uh-huh. Uh, rounding that out was uh, Skull Smasher, the former Skull Cruncher. Mm-hmm. This toy was everything I wanted out of an update of my G1 Headmaster until his hips moved. So you got a loose one? Yeah... Aaron's used to so be a loose. standard one. Yeah, a standard. Aaron, um, Aaron, my my young, my young, it. my young Kohai. He uh, he made his tight. In fact, you wouldn't believe how tight he made his. Uh, probably a little bit too far the other way. But you 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 whatever. showed you showed too much eagerness, my son. You uh, <laughs> those those thighs. was like my my like the test between like the first time i did it worked it didn't really do it second one was that tight yeah so it was like i needed to put one and a half layers on it and as soon as i can figure out how to do half a layer 
of something that goes on in just single layers. As you continue to spend your time with this ministry, we, you, you will find the way. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, TJ, I don't know if it's, it's, how, how this relates to you and all, but like, so, I mean, aside from having, you know, the ball socket hips on his were pretty tight. Yeah. The thigh swivels were so tight, I, they didn't move. We had to disassemble the hips to re... <laughs> we had to loosen the thigh swivels on Aaron's. Because they were yeah. so tight. <laughs> um... But that also means the first time I messed with that toy, it was super friggin' tight. And I was like, hey, when this toy's tight, this is pretty good. But I never experienced the loose version. Okay, well, aside aside from that, like, engineering-wise, the only thing that bugs me is the fact that his rear croc legs do not fold into the back of his robot legs. Yeah, that's, that, that feels... feels yeah. It feels like something it should have been able to do. And my one mm-hmm. my one big issue with the design is the fact that there's no kind of heel spur on the inside of his foot. The the weirdness of those legs is the part that, like, of all those deluxes, that's the one spot that just goes, also, this guy is going to be retooled. Like, it just screams it. Mm-hmm. Well, every... Well, I said it before, like, they're going to get every reuse out of any of these as they can. They figure out how to flip that croc upside down, make someone, someone new out of it, they're going to. Submarine. They're going to make Dive Dive. Decepticon Dive Dive. Decepticon Dive. Uh, sh- you, you know what? Sure. You know what? I'll believe it at this point. Yeah. I know. Other, like, other than the hips, everything else worked for me really well. Like, I love the gator mode. Or, I'm yeah. sorry, the crocodile mode. Yeah. Man, the the neck just ball the articulation joint. in that neck, yeah, yeah, like that is so expressive. That's everything that thing needed to do. Yeah, I'm in love with that ball joint. That thing was when I was messing with Aaron's. I was like, okay, you know what? No matter what, even if this thing's loose, this Croc mode's neck joint is so lovely. Because <laughs> I can say the Croc mode's neck joint. Okay, so that's my experience with deluxes. Alrighty. Um, um, who were the I, legends again? <laughs> Eject. Uh, no, no. Rewind. Rewind. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rewind. Wheelie and the one nobody speaks of. Did you actually get stripes? Oh, I had to because it was BBTS order. Just send me the wave. Okay. St- stripes immediately hit eBay. You're the first person on the planet Earth to actually purchase stripes. So... <laughs> Well, this no, no. The, well, I was the first. The second is the one who bought mine off of eBay. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I didn't even open it. It's just like just get. <laughs> I was about to ask you, like, okay, well, how's stripes then? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stripes was a lovely eleven dollars. Thank you. I was actually worried that we were going to have to have a conversation about stripes because I didn't really want to have a conversation about stripes. <laughs> oh no. I... <laughs> All right. Do not worry, my friend. I would not put you through that. Well, him aside, uh, <laughs> how's Rewind? Rewind is awesome. He is such a fun little hand fiddle toy. Yeah. Like he doesn't like he doesn't have his modern like his current IDW design like the like the super thin like he does look more like his more his uh, original appearances, but the toy itself is just so fun and it's. And, like, the reason I got rid of Stripes is because I have experience with Buzzsaw and how hollow that toy feels trying to get the beast mode out of the square shape. Yeah. Uh, Rewind, uh, Rewind does not have that. 
Rewind feels very solid at his size. Yeah, I, I messed for a couple minutes with a rewind in a hotel room and uh, just going between the tank mode and the robot mode. I was like, this is everything I wanted. This is great. Mm-hmm. You know, he also turns into a stick and why not? That's fine. But the tank <laughs> mode, I love that little tank mode. Yeah, it's it's a it's a cute tank mode. It's It's got some charm to it. Yeah. It it looks nice next to the next to the Titan Master vehicles. Like it feels like it belongs with them. Mm-hmm. Um, how how are the stickers on your data stick mode? Because I, I think it was Aaron's. They were pretty crooked. Um, I don't have that one. That was on Jared's. Oh, okay, okay. On codes, and they were super crooked. Yeah. Uh, I didn't take much look at mine because guess what? That's the mode he spends the least amount of time in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mine seemed fine. Like I didn't really notice anything yeah I, I, like i saw it i saw it on jared's they were kind of crooked and i was like well that sucks but like who's gonna keep this in stick mode because you know now that i have blaster it's like who's gonna keep rewind inside blaster like he has a thing that yeah. goes in there already <laughs> yeah and we got chrome dome coming out why are you ever putting him with blaster ever again yeah you know rewind turns into a tank that's his new alt mode hooray mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's he looks like a little star. Like I'm I'm looking forward to getting my own. Yeah. And, and like knowing that's a mold they're going to just hammer out reuses of. I'm like I don't really mind. Yeah. Um so I got to ask you something about Wheelie. Yeah. Cuz I I messed with Aaron's. Mhm. And uh, Aaron did a great job of proving something to me that I actually was disagreeing with him about for a little bit. Because uh, he gave me wheelie in car mode, and I transformed him. I was like, "This is a great little toy." And Aaron's like, "Put him back in car mode." Uh oh. And that's where I discovered the problem with wheelie. Uh, do you have a similar issue with yours? Uh, yeah, I would say so. That's such a sad problem to have on that toy. I'm just standing, sitting here, pursed lips, just going, "Mm hmm." Because I I know yeah, how mm-hmm. I could fix it on a copy of him if I spend enough time. I was able to do that with Unite Warriors Blast Off. You know, make the tabs work. But like, holy crap! Like, how, how how was your experience with with Wheelie yourself? Uh, pretty much the same way. Like, the robot looks great. Mm-hmm. Like, that is such a good Wheelie. The vehicle mode looks great. I mean, it looks exactly like how I want Wheelie to look. Oh my god, transforming it! Yeah, none of the tabs on mine hold. Yeah, none of them. It's like the the transformation even is great, and then nothing locks. No, like not even you don't even get like the one mercy lock point where it's like, well, at least this piece will hold together, so I can twiddle with all these dumb parts. Like, yeah, like it's just he he imploded on himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the one time I tried, like, okay, well, okay, I'll just be super careful if I hold this, if I hold my thumb here and I push against this part, I could get a little. Bit. He implodes. Yeah, man, it, it, it's a real bummer. I was actually kind of bummed out a few a few seconds ago when I was describing it and you were going, uh-huh. I was like, oh, I didn't want TJ to say, uh-huh. I wanted him to say, <laughs> oh, well, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that really sucks going to vehicle mode. It's like, what happened, guys? It, it, yeah. Four corners, four ball joints. There's no way to win that without some solid tabs Yeah, to isolate mm-hmm. it. Like, the engineering's there. You can see where it's supposed to work, but it feels like one of those things that worked in CAD and no one really tested it out when it became physical. And it's such a shame, because like I said, like, I really liked transforming him into a robot. 
Like, the process was super nice. Yeah, the transformation actually is good. And the way Aaron mm -hmm. described it to me was the problem is the transformation. Then he gave me the car mode. And, of course, I don't notice the car mode not holding together because I immediately rip it apart to go into a robot. I'm transforming. I'm going, like, Aaron, what are you talking about? Are you actually crazy? Like, why are you saying this sucks? And he's just sitting there all smug with his whatever he got at Firkin. And he's, like, <laughs> just waiting for me to hit that point. Yeah. Yeah, what a bummer. Um have you tried to put a Titan Master into his car mode? Uh, very, very gingerly. Ah. Like, I, when I did my review of him, like, he started out the review with a Titan Master in there, closed <laughs> up. So, like, I, I don't have to even attempt this on camera. I'm not even going to try. It's like, hey, check it out. There's a Titan Master in here. Now I'm going to turn into a robot. What a good toy. No, I'm not going to go the other way. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, that's a real shame. I, I hope that the the Takara Tomy version tweaks those those tabs. Uh, yeah, because I, I also really like the look of the Takara Tomy version. Yeah, I like the colors a lot better on that one. Like the difference in the two oranges is way too stark on this wheelie. Yeah, uh, the, I think the only bummer I had with both wheelies we've seen is I I don't like either cockpit color. Like for the canopy, mm -hmm. uh, I don't like the smoky as in person. I thought the smoky was going to be good till I saw it in person. And I was like, this just looks weird. The clear is too clear. It just makes it look like a toy. Um, I really would have liked to see like a just a solid blue, <laughs> honestly. I think what bugs me about the U.S. version is how in robot mode all the all the darker orange goes to the bottom and all the light orange goes to the top. So it looks like he's wearing like a yellow shirt and orange pants. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. And and they're so close to each other. Yeah. Um, it's like where I am sitting here sticking up for Sentinel Prime, that exact same critique, I'm like not touching on Wheelie because it's like, no, he Wheelie is kind of wasting his color use in a way. <laughs> um, and I guess that takes us to the Titan Masters. Uh, yeah, I'll hammer through those. Um, they're pretty much all come to the same conclusion they are decent fiddle toys that the uh, all of them have like a weapon mode that like you said is most like a lot of times just flip out a handle yeah. and then every now and then they do something a little bit extra for that crash bash being like one of the good examples and brawn being another one yeah um they all make decent little fiddle toys. They all make uh, familiar looking heads just in case you lose your Titan Masters. Uh, one thing I will say about the whole line in general is with the cockpits, with all the extra pegs in the vehicle modes, they do have a lot of added playability. Yeah. Like, uh, seeing Aaron's deluxes up close and just like slapping all the weapons on one of them. It's like, yeah, this is this is doing play pattern that I didn't think it was going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the play, yeah. Especially when you get to the things like Blur and Skull Cruncher, where you have like sled modes for their extra parts. Yeah, it's like, like for just for for like the a deluxe that is so much added play value and so much like embracing that pattern. Yeah, it's like the thing where you got to You got to say like, yo, I know some collectors don't want play value, and so you're not going to get anything out of this. But like, it's legit impressive how. They went into a line where, much like Combiner Wars, we're going to do Headmasters, but it has to be the line gimmick. And they, like, leaned into it in a way that has made it so fun compared to if it was just there are some cockpits, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, they make it fun, but it's also, like, 
in an unintrusive way because a lot of these toys had cockpits to begin with. It doesn't really make a difference whether or not it opens up or not. Yeah. And then, you know, for your added playability, it's just like, okay, what hollow, what big hollow parts do we have that we can mold a seat into? Or like, yeah. where can we mold a peg? Like they've we- they kind of they kind of weaponized the hollowness on parts for the guns, especially mm-hmm. where it's like instead of like, oh, this gun has a real hollow side. It's like, well, we made it a seat. It's like, oh, crap. Now I like it. OK. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, in general, your winners for the entirety of the Titan Master line are. Well, I'll tell you, your loser is Nightbeat. Yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, I, the only reason why I like him more than Terrible slash Treadshot is because there's a drill on it, and that's fun to give to people. Yeah, that's about I don't. It. <laughs> yeah, the vehicles have no connection to Nightbeat whatsoever. I don't like going from a drill to a jet because it's pretty much the same silhouette, just a block of treads with a cone on front. Yeah, and like I kind of have this that exact same problem with Terrible. Like I, I like the turrets, like the, how all the barrels and the turret can move up and down. Mm-hmm. But that's like nothing compared to like the the nothing of the jet mode. Mm-hmm. Um, this at the very least it does change the, it does it does at least change the profile of the toy a little bit. I think Skytread does it better because you get all the maroon paint on the inside of the wings. Yeah, so for sure, it's for a sure. very big color difference when you actually transform it. Like I like I like Skytread a lot more than Terrible. Uh because terrible, I guess, is kind of terrible. <laughs> uh, but like that, those, huh. that vehicle is one of the ones that I'm like, I, I will be happy to see move into obscurity past wave two. Yeah. No, uh, your win, your winners are Crash Bash, mm-hmm. who is just kind of adorable. Uh, Brawn, who is very solid, both very different vehicle modes. Yeah. And uh, oh, uh, do you have a Brawn? I have a Brawn. I have everyone but Ape Face. Uh, have you tried like the the Titan Masters seating mode on him? Uh, yes, for the uh, for the bike. No, no, not for the bike. No, no, because you have Where you like, make that... him like the top of the jeep. Yeah, well, you got yeah the integrated mode. Oh yeah, yeah, that's how I usually the, keep him as the jeep. Uh, have you tried it with the Titan Master sitting in it? Not sitting in it. I just I just jam his head in as a block. Okay, here's what you do. You take out that Titan Master, turn yeah. it back into the robot, bend him backward, bend his knees backwards, ninety degree, wedge him back in there, and get those pegs to fit, like on like on the feet, like you're supposed to, like oh. just like the riding mode, and then uh, forty five degree on the arms. Was and this it a, was that in the instructions? No. Oh, but try hmm. it. No, this looks great. I'm doing I, it right now. It looks great. Yeah. It it's like a perfect little like riding mode, man. Because honestly, I like Crash Bash and Clobber a lot, a lot. I like them a lot. I think that objectively they do this the best. But my personal favorite is actually Brawn because I, I really like his vehicle, mm-hmm. and now I really like his vehicle even more. <laughs> yeah, that's such a neat little mode. Yeah, like Brawn, Brawn gets it for a vehicular vehicle as opposed to like you know Crash Bash really gets it for two beast modes. Yeah, like Braun is just he hits it. Like I like Ape Face. I think Ape Face is, is also like you know probably better. It's just yeah. I love what Braun does so much more. Yeah, Braun does some really cool stuff. Yeah, like I would say Crash Bash, Braun, and Ape Face. Those are your winners for Titan Masters. Absolutely. Um, yeah. 
I would say there is something to Siren slash Loudmouth's vehicle. There's a certain something to it if it connects with you. It doesn't look nice, but there's something about it that I don't mind. Like, it's like especially the one where you integrate the headmaster. And it's just like a funny looking sled. Like, there's mm-hmm. some, something about that I, I don't mind that much. Or the, or the bathtub when he's driving it. Like, there's something kind of cute about it that, that, you know, Nightbeat and Terrible don't have. Uh, but I would never really st- stick up for him past that, really. Um, yeah, Braun is, 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 I'm really happy I got Braun at, at TFCon. Like, I, I'm a little sour about Ape Face, but I would have been heartbroken if I didn't get Braun. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, that's Titan's Return, and be, beyond that, my only on-topic was a rescue from Metrocon, which was a G1 Repugnus. Ah, uh, I thought for a second you got actual rescue at, Me- at Metrocon, like the rescue force. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Nothing that obscure comes up, but I got my guy at, who always has G1 stuff at his booth, so. Nice. I get prime pick. Yeah, and guy still throw, throws, like, massive sparks for his age. Like, I could I could set a fire with him. I might try. That would be a viewed video, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> Someone would watch it. Yes. Um... Yeah, I, I don't have any other off-topic stuff, or on-topic stuff, sorry, myself, uh, that I can think of. Um, yeah, power, I think I talked about Blaster with Seth. If I didn't, then, like, Blaster's okay. That's about all I got. <laughs> uh, the, leaders, the leaders, in general, still do the same thing for me in Titan's Return that they've done for the last couple of years. Ever since Jetfire brought the price point back to Generations, it's always been the leader toys are really good toys when you get them on sale. But if you pay full price for them, I think they suffer immensely. So try to get them on sale. Um, let's go off topic. Um, Aaron, did you do any off topic stuff? Um, I don't think so. All right, I uh, I did I did some some more GoBots. Uh, I I have now started purchasing GoBots from Italy. Oh dear, because there there are there are European releases going of down the dark path. They they had they were a good price and they were sealed, so I got uh, from the Robo Machines I believe 1992 re-release. Uh, I got Leader One, uh, Good Night, a white version of Night Ranger, uh, a white with Robo Machines stickers version of Crasher, and uh, just I guess though uh, he's got Robo Machine stickers as well. Another minty copy of Flip Top. I mostly wanted the minty sealed copy of Leader One because I still have my my very first toy was Leader One and I still have it. Still complete, still not broken, but he's a little bit grungy and he's a little bit loose. So now I have a new leader one who's all nice and tight that I can use as an example of a good solid leader one. Um, the others were all right. Like, did you know a mint crasher, her leg transformation actually makes the toy feel terrifying? Because really, the way that her legs slide on the rails, there's a bit of an angle to them. And the geometry of, of the toy's legs, when the plastic hasn't been ground down a little bit from use, actually makes it extremely hard to transform. And you have to apply a whole lot of force. And that was kind of freaky. Um, but otherwise, yo, 600 series machine robo toys are still really good. And now I'm starting to get them from Italy. So, welcome to a new dark story. New dark chapter. Um... Oh, you know what? When I was at uh, Con Bravo, I bought a Transformer because I like to try to find a toy at that show. You know the the Legends Optimus and Bumblebee 2-pack from Japan where they had more metallic paint? 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got it because the guy had it for like 30 Canadian. And I was like, well, that's not like an awful price. And I want to buy something while I'm here. So I bought it. Uh, and then I, at my panel, I kicked it around a whole lot to show that I don't care about myth and sealed box stuff. I still haven't actually opened it, but they sure look nice. Um, I like that Bumblebee toy a lot. Um, and I, so I, now I have a shiny version of it. That's that's all my what I got. Uh, TJ, off topic wise, have you got anything else this week? Uh, the fun of Metricon is all the random stuff I come back with. So just uh, like, just straight up super soakers and condoms full of blow. You're not supposed to know about that. I didn't say anything. What? Hi. Yeah. Hi. So yeah, uh, Metricon. Um. Uh, first off, uh, for my birthday, a friend of mine sent me a few extra mechs for GoBusters, because I've had uh, oh, what's his name? The Ace, like the red one, forever. Oh yeah, yeah, the standalone. Yeah, so someone sent me Gorilla, Rabbit, and Frog, which was very, very cool. All right, yeah. you can you can do the the actual Megazord. <laughs> yeah, I can actually combine them now, which is it's a fine like set if you like. If you're into the like old style Mugenbine style of building, yeah, because that that is very much what they are. They are like big chunky Mugenbine, same like same pegs and everything. I, I have the mini plot of those first three built a while ago, and that like you know it's it's just pegs and ports on there, but it was the same kind of feel of just the way that the armor parts go on, mm-hmm. all kind of awkwardly. Yeah. Yeah, the DX is kind of like that. There's seg- there's like segments where it's like, oh, you can if you connect these four pieces together and then shove them in, then that's how you get your chest. I'm like, um, that's complicated. Okay, I, in some ways it kind of works. Like, you know, like you got the rabbit that's like just splits in half and becomes the arms. And like, okay, that's kind of that's kind of Sentai toy. That's I kind of get that. And then the massive rabbit ears that are hanging off of it just kind of distract you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I feel like that toy line kind of peaked with the car that turned into a robot and a, a quadruped. It's a, it's, that's a, it is. It's like, it's a, fa- that's a fantastic figure just on its own. Yeah. Like, especially like you see how like the, just pay attention to how it goes from sword to tail to spoiler. And you never yeah. leave the robot mode hand. I just like, I, I always wished the rest of the toys built off that feeling more than they did. Yeah. I mean the toys are still nice. Like they don't yeah. feel like standard Sentai figures, but like like I said, like I it's been a while, but I was like big into the Mugenbine style of building. So like there is a familiarity to the toys that I really like. Yeah. But um, beyond those, uh, the Metricon Hall was actually a lot lighter this year. Um, I got a couple of Monster Hunter figurines, the Brachidios, and which is this big slime dragon thing. And some something they did in the last game was the little cat companions, the Palicos that you had in that game. Yeah. Uh, they had like, and they did they did it for your main hunter too, where they had like, uh, well, I guess you call it guest equipment. Because it's like, well, your you know your hunter can dress up as like Link or Samus and use their weapons to hunt monsters, that kind of thing. Yeah, they did the like same thing with the with cat. Nintendo, hooray! Yeah, they did the same with cats. So you had like Mario and I think Sonic was one as well. 
but it's Capcom, so they also made one look like Mega Man. That's better than nothing. So yeah, it's better than nothing. So it's a little cat that's like dressed up as Mega Man with like a rush as a hammer kind of weapon. All right. And they made a figurine of it. Like you just mix like my two favorite franchises with like toy collecting. How dare you do this to me? Did you see the solicit that just went out from Sentinel's four inchinal line where they're doing uh Cutman and Powered Mega Man? Oh, oh, that that's as a set too, isn't it? I don't know if it's a set. I, uh, I saw I, oh I saw on Proto Man's Twitter where he said it, they were coming out as a like a two pack. All right, I'll I want to see the pre orders say that before I will yeah. fully believe that. But I would be surprised it, if that was a set. I did see the solicit where like the, the the joint components are universal, so they get to swap parts and heads and all kinds of different things. That yeah. looked cool. I'm really psyched for four inchinal because if they got like some of their good guys working on that, like a sentinel experience in a four inch package could be really cool. Um, I've got the Mega Man EXE on pre-order. That's coming out this month. Oh man, we're here. Four inchinals here. I, I yeah. forgot it's August. Oh yeah. I want to know how that turns out. I, I really yeah. like the idea of that stuff. I didn't get the Mega Man cause it looks too like broken up for all the cuts for the joints, but I'm, definitely going in for the the powered mega man yeah i've never seen like um an out of game image of you know the the powered mega man before so i thought that looked really cool Mm -hmm. too yeah well it's like it's like mega man 7 so it's super mega man yeah there's a there's a different one called power mega man so get our red mega man confused i know you know yeah I'm I'm a, yeah. I am a mega expert. You know, I'm just I'm mixing them all up a little bit here. <laughs> mixing up my rush shot with my rush coil, if you will. I'll pretend there's a rush shot so we can so we can accept that. Yes. No, uh beyond that, um because po- because of Pokemon Go, half of the stalls were Pokemon, of course. Yep. Uh and what's big out of China right now are all the knockoff plushies that are, like, super huge and super well-made, but, like, dirt cheap for some reason. So I'm I'm sure there's some cancerous agent that is going to inflict me in some years. But for now... Yay! <laughs> for now, they make really affordable and really nice-looking Pokemon plush. So for, like, 20 bucks, I get this Sand Slash that's a foot tall. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not going to argue that. And just because, uh, just to be contrary, I got a Patamon, too. It's just, everyone's going for a Pokemon, and I'm walking around with a Digimon now. That's right. Which, well, I again, mean, like, same knockoff company, but, like, wires in the wings on the head, so they're poseable and everything. Everyone tells me Digimon had better cartoons. <laughs> Digimon had a better show. Pokemon had better games. Yeah. Um, there was at Con Bravo. I don't know if they were the they were small, so I don't think they were the Chinese ones. But there were uh, there was a lot of Pokemon presence there, plush wise as well as with you know the the fan art tables. Yeah, tons of Pokemon presence there. Yeah, the Mongo is is infesting everyone's brains. Oh yeah, well, walking around walking around a convention two weeks after that game came out. Yep, it's like like when you're actually playing the Pokemon games and every NPC talks about Pokemon in some way, shape, or form. What they do, like what they do with Pokemon, their favorite moves, their favorite ones. What, yeah, you know, that's what it was like all weekend because mm-hmm. everyone was talking Pokemon. 
Con, Everyone was playing at the same time. Con Bravo had gym, gym, not gym meetings, uh, team like meet it, meetups and meetup mm-hmm. spots for your different teams. They had uh, they had staff members who were going around placing lures around the convention. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That got, happened here. I got a mat shop while I was there. Nice. Um, there was one little spot outside the convention hall around a tiki bar where if you sat down right in the middle, you were in three Pokestops at the same time. Hot damn. Yeah, there like, are a couple of those on campus that are nice to find. I caught seventy Magikarp that weekend. Jeez, uh, you can almost evolve one. I almost stayed another day to do it. Huh. Man, yeah, I I got like a Machop or whatever the, the littlest Machop version is. Machop, it's a, yeah, Machop. It's, it's a Machop. Uh, I got a Machop, and then I, <laughs> uh, right before I went to Con Bravo, I caught an Electra Buzz, and I heard those were rare. <laughs> Uh, and then what else is there? There, there are parasses that live on my street sometimes, but people at Con Bravo were flipping out about parasses. It's just one of those things junk around here. Mm. Paris, yeah, Paris is kind of uncommon around here. And uh, I also mm-hmm. caught a, a magnanimina thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else did I get? There, there, I didn't get like a Snorlax or anything from an egg, and I missed a Jigglypuff by about a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, someone I was walking with got it. And I was like, that's that's rude. That was mine. Because <laughs> I don't take the game seriously enough, so how great would it be if I'm the one who got the jiggly puff? Right. Uh, they, I didn't actually go all... They walked away before I finished saying all that. Um, but yeah, I got, I got some I got some good Mongo. Uh, it's, it's fun. Convention Mongo is pretty good. Especially, like, I wasn't even taking part in the team stuff. I was just walking around and stopping and looking at my phone every now and then. Like, there were there were dedicated Mongo teams. There was some hardcores I encountered in an elevator. I don't know mm-hmm. if this happened to you guys before. I got in the elevator at my hotel. I had my phone out because I had just texted somebody. And I turned the phone off. And I was just holding it. I was holding my phone, not even up, just down at my side like an object, right? Arms limp. Yeah. Get on the, mm-hmm. get on the elevator. This guy turns around to me knows my phone he's like pokemon go you you doing pokemon go now as i said uh no just texting his reply was oh too bad and then him and his friends went back to looking at pokevision to figure out where all the pokemon were and i was like what do you mean too bad what were you gonna do to me if i said i was like were you gonna steal my mongos yeah that's i i've seen quite a few people getting fired up and also i just have to quit following open sources of people talking about Pokemon Go because there are so many people that you know they're like level 30 or higher and why aren't they responding immediately after thing and it was when we were on campus on Sunday we were having a good time we were walking around hitting stops to to get pokeballs and just enjoying ourselves and someone was like Ugh, I can't believe you're still playing it after what they did Oh, so, right, yeah, they nerfed a Pokemon? What? Like, <laughs> well, no, so what they did was they've, they're they continuing to change the way that trying to track them down works. Yeah. Because it turns out the way that they were doing it before was, is incredibly server-intensive. Like, oh, madly server-intensive. the footsteps intensive. thing? The footsteps thing. Because those so never worked. So Okay, okay. They, I actually did, they had... did work. The first it... week, they worked. Oh, and okay. then as everything rolled out worldwide, it just became an exponential server suck of resources. Mm-hmm. So they turned things off because it was like, okay, you can have 10% server stability or footsteps. 
to track I'll, something down. Which I'll do you clarify, want? as a Canadian, the footsteps yes. never worked. Okay. I actually had luck with the footsteps because the ra- there was kind of a radar function to it if you knew how it worked. Yeah. And you could actually figure out what the closest thing to you actually was. Okay. And, you know, the footsteps only worked once you're, like, within, like, 50 feet. It was stupid. But if you knew, like, where they were positioned on that little 3x3 grid and what that meant, you could actually hunt them down. Because when it came to Canadians, like, I overheard chatter about the nerfs and stuff, and I read up, and all I saw was they got rid of a function that didn't work for most of us, and they nerfed the broken one. Mm -hmm. And it's still good. It just isn't the best one in the game now. And I'm like... Between that and also, like, the hardcore guys using the PokeVision thing where it's like, here's literally where they all are. I'm kind of like, this doesn't seem like a game you should be trying to make this efficient for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this isn't an experience that's meant to be min-maxed and, and efficient sized to the point where it's like, oh, I know specifically what corner the really good ones are, so I'm going to go to that corner and get them. It's like... I feel like the way that this game has even a modicum of worth is the part where you're wandering around and random stuff pops up. Well, yeah. Well, I I kind of agree with that, but when you're wandering around for days on end and you still run across the same Pidgeon Rattata, like, I kind of... Well, those those are stupid common everywhere, though, and that's... I mean, that... It's something that I have seen people get fired up about but you're still going to have your common things your uncommon things and your rare things and those are just the stupid common ones that are going to yeah. be everywhere i think if because there were they're more, the stupid common level if there were more yeah. commons i think i would be okay with I'm, i'd be super cool with that because I, mean, I am tired of my city having a reputation for being infested with drowsies even though like i'm going to be rich with drowsies while y'all are laughing at me and then when drowsies become the new currency you know i'm going to be the king but hey. I have not seen a wild drowsy around here ever. There are. Hey, you know what? I got drowsies for days. Okay. <laughs> if they ever invent like online transfer, you want a drowsy? I'll catch you 10 drowsies. I'll throw in a hypno. Okay. I got plenty of them. Uh, but like, I, 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 I agree. Like, I don't want to walk around for days seeing the same stuff, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think that means that I want to know literally where everything specifically is. I only used PokeVision for a little while. Like, I like. thank God I didn't know about it during MetroCon, because I would yeah. probably have missed half my panels. But you know what? Uh, I, had a, I had a Scyther, my favorite Pokemon, trolling me for a week. And you know what? PokeVision told me where to get one, and I got one. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I, at I, that I point, I'm see... like... I can see the limited use of it. Like, you know, it, you're going to pop it on to go get that one specific one that you've wanted because it's nostalgic or whatever. It's like, sure. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, to, to crutch on it to me feels like that you're just going to ruin the game for yourself. No, no. Like for me, it was like, I will use this until they give me a system in game. Like it could just be a hot, cold system. It could just be a general like compass. It tells you to go, well, walk that way and eventually you'll hit something. Yeah, like something, any yeah. anything that give me some that's direction. Th- that's the thing where I feel bad for Niantic because, like, the way the Ingress worked, their previous game, the one that I've played a whole lot of, all of that stuff has to be controlled server side because it's very much a PvP game. Mm-hmm. So you can't dump stuff to a client, and so they're always, always very concerned about dumping stuff to a client because theoretically. It would make it much easier if they sent your phone 
here's where everything is and let your phone do the math of what's near, what's far, hot, cold, compass directions, the 80 different ways that everybody thinks would be super easy to program. And they could do it because they took one C programming course in high school one day. Java, and thank you. Go from there. And actually, it's all in Unity. Um, so that's the way that they've controlled it. And they're very particular about protecting like that data. Because then also it makes it a whole lot easier for someone to just say, nope, all the rare spawn right here where I'm standing right now. Because right, as soon right. as you push that information to a client, you give it up. Yeah. yeah. They're, sure, you can set up ways to check back against it, but it makes it a whole lot harder. So they've got to control everything server side. And now that you're doing that, it just means that, you know, there's a whole lot of calls. And the fact that it like two weeks, they had the num- number of unique downloads that they were expecting at 18 months. So this thing blew up so much faster than they ever expected. There's a lot of evidence that the whole uh, E3 release date of the Pokemon Go was a surprise to them. Yeah. <laughs> so then they were having to push out this game um, to beat the Go Plus to come out. Sorry, the Go Plus is release date. So then they're, you know, like, yeah, we'd like to have the game out before then. <laughs> uh, See, the only thing really that I now I the Go Plus has been pushed back, and so it's it's unfortunately left Niantic holding this bag. And then you have whole subreddits dedicated to how they've ruined this game and everyone's childhood forever. The, the only thing mm-hmm. that I want to, to do hack wise is is it's not selfish actually. It's only fair. Is the so I live in an apartment building, right? Mm-hmm. The building directly south of me, next door, is a gym that I can't reach from my apartment. Mm-hmm. If if we could take that gym node and move it about twenty feet north, <laughs> then I could I could attack a gym and hold a gym from my so bedroom. Pokemon Go doesn't have a method of potentially moving gyms, but uh, Ingress does. However, it appears that at this point, the Ingress database and the Pokemon Go database have forked. Um, There are a whole lot of places where there used to be a ton of Ingress portals in, like, cemeteries Mm -hmm. that have now just disappeared from Pokemon Go. Because when you have something like a thousand times the number of players, you get idiots that will just wander through things where they should maybe be respectful. Oh, yeah. You're putting Grandma on the ground. No, there's... There's a Pikachu over here somewhere. Well, I got got to get the points off of this gym. Like, like there's a cemetery about I don't know, like three minute drive from here that does have a gym, mm-hmm. which was weird. And there's no, but like even then, like I'm like I'm scouting. Like I've got a friend I go hunting with, and we're like scouting out areas, and she finds a spot with like ten Pokestops all clustered together i'm like okay how the hell did you find that and she goes it's a cemetery yeah okay uh, um ingress.com slash intel will give you a good idea of where most of them are at if you want to ingress invite to the game hit me up and then actually play to level three so i can 
and get a badge. See, here's guys. the only thing that I've also noticed with the game, which I don't quite get. So people talk about like, oh, people are wandering into funerals. They are like barging into weddings and they're they're kicking down doors. That's just people being horrible human beings. I've been yeah. playing this game. The game has nothing to do with that. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to see if you, if you, if that's a necessary action to achieve things in this game. And as far as I can tell, it's not because no, no it's not. I've I've casually played it pretty well and i've never found that i had to actually sit on top of something to use it like even a a cemetery thing like i could be across the street and half the time i can still get it anyway yeah it's in ingress it's 40 meters yeah from the location that you can do an action and and mm-hmm. so like at Con Bravo, they had signs up going like, "Hey, if you're walking into a panel room, please don't walk in while playing Pokemon Go because that's kind of rude." But it's like, yeah, all you have to do, right? If it's if it's a sensitive place that is still publicly accessible, just enter the space respectfully, then quietly look at your phone and use a thumb to check something. Mm-hmm. You don't have to walk in there holding the phone up to your face, using two hands, and then screaming, "I caught a Pokemon!" and then leave. You know, like yeah. It's not Snorlax. Woo! It's not difficult to play the game while looking like you're just using your phone. So I've been yep. really I'm not surprised. I'm just well, I guess surprised at the number of reports of people who don't seem to be able to do that cuz I'm like it seems very easy especially once you turn AR off in the capture segment. Mm-hmm. And yet Yet, the latest update now has this new thing where before you can start playing, you have to hit OK on a little warning message. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, don't play while driving. No, um, don't trespass. No, my IQ is don't higher do anything than that. Illegal. Don't trespass. You know, watch your surroundings. Okay. Like, there's, a, there's a stop, right, in a building, in a store I don't want to go in. I'm standing outside the store. I tap my screen twice and flip my thumb. I've used the stop. Mm-hmm. I didn't go in the store. Like, even for Pokemon, like, there's a spot that spawns Pokemon at a local, like, intersection. It's, like, one house east and one house north of me. So you've you've got that much distance between me and this stop. And every now and then, it'll just spawn from my room. Yeah. Just from my bedroom. I found the the capture thing is an even bigger distance than the Pokestops. Because, like, if, if it appears on my screen, even if it looks like it's far away, I can still tap it and capture it. Mm-hmm. Like, I very rarely had a capture attempt get screwed up because of GPS and positioning, as far as I can tell, at least, because like, I've had so many successful ones from such long distances. I'm just like, I don't really get how you can be hardcore into this game to the point of potentially crashing a funeral or you know, screaming your way into a memorial site and not realize that that's wholly unnecessary. So uh, that was actually my pleasant surprise with Mongo is how easy it is to play it well and subtly, you know, like, yeah, I don't need to make a ton of noise that I'm playing the game to to play it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll, I'll, t- I'll take my bike out for like an hour a day, just kind of ride around hatch eggs and whatnot. And most of the time, my phone is just kind of like either in my pocket and I just let the vibration do everything for me or it's just like in my hand and like hanging there. The vibration thing and mm-hmm. the audio cues, especially if you turn the background music off, you're listening to a podcast. There is an audio cue for everything in that game. So if I'm walking around downtown and I'm, you know, in the middle of crossing the street, I hear an audio cue because of the positioning thing. I finish crossing the street. I can still engage with the audio cue. I heard it takes me two seconds 
unless it's like a capture thing, then it's like, oh, I'll stand to the side away from the middle of the sidewalk because that also doesn't interrupt the capture. There's no time limit I've seen on captures unless it's like one that is super rare. And even then you have enough time to step to the side. Like the game is not doing anything uh, to make me put myself at risk. I found. So yeah, I feel, I felt like that was almost a PSA I had to give to some people at one point. I was like, yo, I found in playing this thing that I can still value my safety and value the comfort of those around me. And I'm still getting a real good job done in this thing. So, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by that because I had been put under the impression before I got it that like I had to like potentially like, you know, do Mission Impossible stuff to engage with good parts of the game. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's an okay. It's not even it's not even that great a game. It's just a really good carrot. That's all it is. It's like it's a great carrot. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's a scary thing. The scary thing to me was like, okay, the servers are buggy. Uh, there's barely any functions in it, and right now it's hot as hell. You imagine when they get this stuff working in the fall? Yeah. Like, like it's this addictive as it is. It's this popular as it is, and the game only half works. Yeah, the game for 90% of the people I know who play it is literally just, I catch a thing while I walk around. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, that's what this game was aimed at, of like, oh, okay, I'm walking to the bus stop or I'm, you know, walking to the grocery store, pull the phone out, maybe go a little bit further and adventure some. Not these people that, you know, like I said, that are level 30 and saying, where's the in-game content? It's like, well, it's a real-life AR game. There's not really in-game content. It's just you kind of play it some and then you, Mm -hmm. you don't play it more. Well, what they're doing... It's a thing you do. They're setting it up so that in a couple months they can roll out PvP... And then, you know, should they do that, the game will suddenly have an entire extra life added to it. Yeah. PvP and trading is likely going to be next on the list, followed by later generations. Yeah, and who cares about later generations? Because those aren't even real Pokemon. They're not G1. (laughs) So all they Mm -hmm. need to do is put the trading Mm -hmm. and and the PvP in there. And it's going to be great if the timing works out, because that'll probably drop just as people like me start to get kind of bored of, like, well, I'm tired of catching things. It's like, yeah. now all those things you caught and yeah. were sitting on can do stuff. And it's like, all right. Yeah, sweet. I, I, think, I think they said trading was the next priority. And, and trading get, is, is going to be great because it's like, hey, what's your local pest? Oh, that's rare to me. Right. Here, like, hey, yeah. TJ, you want some drowsies? Here, give me it, some magic Especially carps. if you can do it over the internet because, you know, we're all three of us are North American people. So we'll see Tauruses. Yeah, but right. somebody in Japan yeah. has Farfetch'd. Somebody who's in Australia has Kangaskhan's. It'd be really cool to hook up one of my Australian brothers with, oh, he, hey, here's this pretty kick in Tauros I found. Why don't you kick me one of your weird kangaroo things and and a handshake, and we'll be oh, cool. Oh, man. I've crunched so many Tauruses into candy. Yeah. So I, there's a lot of them downtown. Also, I came up, when I was at, at Com Bravo, I realized finally what the candy is. I was looking at it. So you know how the theory is it's, it's the just colors. Yeah, so here's the thing. It's not just that they're grinding they're not grinding the the, the, the transferred mongos into candy. No, no, it's you the gotta press it. Just, you can't grind it. He's just taking the ball. You, 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 right? you, you press it. You just he's get t- the oils out. They're just he, the essential oils of that Pokemon. No, no. What he's doing, he's taking the ball that the monster's in, right? He just crushes it smaller so the monster inside dies instantly and probably quite painfully. And then he just peels the Pokeball shell off, and what's inside is the candy. 
It's just a crushed ball of monster. Right? No. Right? No. Come on, you can see it, can't <laughs> no. you? No, no, it's their S because when you catch one, you get three of them. That's because they're so listen, the they're essence. all being they're all being fed on that stuff, right? Surely because I mean, okay, Com Bravo, two people caught Firos that were CP twelve, but they weighed like seventy kilograms or something. Because <laughs> they were just like mm-hmm. fat Firos who were gorging on discarded candy. So I think it's entirely possible the ones in the wild, they just, they're finding, you know, discarded candy because, you know, the professor is probably mass marketing the stuff. And then the way he makes it, you just crush the Pokeball smaller so you kill what's inside and then you peel the Pokeball off and you get this little crushed ball of monster. That's what, that's what they're eating. You don't even have to crush them down. You remember the anime when someone, like, whip out a Pokeball before a fight and they hit the button and it gets, like, hand-sized? Oh, yeah. It already, it already does it. Well, you just hit the yeah, button the other way. Yeah, but it's a trans-dimensional ball thing because you put something like a Charizard in this little tiny thing that fits on your belt. Yeah, there's no proof they that's trans-dimensional. Got going on. There's no, there's no proof of that. I think sometimes it just makes them really uncomfortable. Like they're being crushed down to just enough of a ball shape that they're not dead. But when they get candied, they just get crushed that extra micrometer so that they, their yeah. brain function ceases. It's it's like that. It's it's like those little pills you drop in water and a dinosaur comes out. Yeah. There's nothing there's nothing nice in sci-fi about Pokemon. It's about straight up just raw, you know, dominance over other species. That's the essence of Mongo. All right? At least in G1. I don't know if they 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 you know, they they kidified it up in in your later generations of Pokemon. But back when I played Pokemon, we were smushing those monsters in the balls. We were making them fight. Sometimes they die, you know? Every now and then they just go gambling with you. It was good times. I know everything about Pokemon. We should probably move on because we've talked about Pokemon Go for a while. <laughs> People have probably heard about that game already. Probably. Um, so uh, that brings us to the end of this episode. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, thank you, Aaron and TJ, for joining me. We'll be back again with more Transformers discussion in the future. Uh, until then, stay safe when you Mongo. It means, but you got some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay.